No, it. that wouldn't make you <laughs> need no jacket yeah, in yeah, winter. Yeah. I mean, he's got a hot body temperature. Patrice O'Neill okay. studio. I, I went to a Rangers game with him once, and we had a you know a meet on the corner, and it was one of these fucking cold New York fucking nights. I had a hat on, a winter coat. I was kind of cold. He shows up like that. I'm like, are you serious? That's what I'm asking. It's a disease. It has to be. He <laughs> shows up in disease, and he's not paying attention. Yeah, you to got it. some glandular yeah. problem. Yeah. Or... It's La Vitis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was snowing, and he's got a t-shirt and shorts on. I'm like, what are you? That's crazy. That's crazy, man. It is. I've seen you dressed in t-shirts. Yeah. Winter out. That's just. That's just. Get not... that checked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Something's going on, yeah. you know, internally yeah. hot and shit. Making a bunch of ice cubes into a hat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I hate when Patrice walks in while uh, the commercials are on, because then he does like twenty minutes of shit that could have been for the radio. It could have been, but I got more. He'll All right, you got more. Have another yeah. fucking. You'll make yeah. more. I'll make more. I got. I got a story about how William Shatner and his, and his wife. Almost made me cry. Really? Oh shit! And, and you got all really, sensitive. For real? Yeah. Like yeah. almost got. Well, can we get this out of the way? What? You killed on the roast, all and right, people need you. to hear that out there. Thank you. You oh, killed yeah, on absolutely. the Charlie Sheen roast, and I know you, maybe you don't like the compliments here and there, nah, but I enjoy compliments. All right. But, <laughs> <laughs> you fucking. You he just fucking, doesn't recognize them when they come. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking you say, destroyed. That was good. You tro- what you trying to say? <laughs> you destroyed it, man. Thank you really did. I appreciate it. I'm glad it came off. In the room, yeah. in the room, I was comfortable, but then the editing, I was like, oh boy, oh like, oh uh, shit, they like, fuck you over too bad. N- not if people thought I was good, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was and, good. And no, the, no, and I the stuff they left out, I don't, I don't know if that would have made it any better. But, yeah, you know, the whole set was f- in the room was was I did about ten minutes, maybe fifteen. Yeah, um, because I had to. Because, you know, it was setting me up for for two to the back of the head. (laughs) They wasn't setting me up for fucking... They wasn't giving me a fucking Schumer or a Jezelnik setup. They was giving me... Because the station knows my pedigree as a comic. But here's somebody (laughs) didn't know until I walked out into the the pre-intros of the dais. Nobody knows me. (laughs) So I'm in a Hollywood crowd with big... Funny face dog, the bounty hunter, and Joe from the wheelchair and the family guy. And they're just like, <laughs> and I'm the only He's nigga on the ropes, right? <laughs> he is a goofy looking motherfucker. Big hair plugs and shit. Oh, yeah. And they've sent me, they come out, and I'm always used to at least half of people going, hey. Yeah, hey, hey. That's hey, Patrice. Patrice. Sure. Hey, it's yeah. me, right? So, yeah. Coming out, works all over town. You know, uh, Seth was bringing everybody else. So he's like, hey, you know, works all around, working comic, very funny guy, Patrice O'Neill. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's. Uh, so I'm the only black guy in this, just this Hollywood. Nobody know me. And why that's important is, oh, he's the black guy on the roast. All right. Must be interesting, young man. Oh. And then they, I said, listen, they gave me like a couple of days notice. Uh, to do it, I didn't have a month, which I should have had. I had uh, about three days. Jesus. Oh, shit, and I only yeah. really got into it on the plane flying there on Friday. The roast was Saturday. <clears throat> so um, I said, just don't put me last. Because, I mean, it's, there's no reason to put me last. Okay. All right, sure. Guess, guess what, fat boy? Uh, you're going last, I should have said, I need to go last. They would have put me on. Then they would have right. put me on first with John Lovitz win, mm-hmm. which is a rough one. So um, first is easy. They knew me as a comic that could go last, 
but it was a bad, it was a setup. Yeah. Because no one in the audience knew me. So by the time I come up, oh, he's a black guy and he's doing the coveted Lisa Lampanelli last spot. <laughs> Who is this young man? <laughs> so I had to go. And this is the thing. If I had a bombed, it would have set me back five years. I would have never seen y'all again. I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have found another job because I can't. <laughs> I would have had to make a comeback in, at the age of 48. Because if I'd have ate my balls, I'd have to hide. I'd have to be on stage pretending I had confidence. Yeah. <laughs> but there would have been somebody none. Somebody would have been like, ah, why couldn't you be funny like that on the roast? Oh. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I got to explain, no, they don't understand. So I had to pull out. Yeah. 20 years of this was a this was a <laughs> I had to prove myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm used to being able to just chill and work out my mind and, and I had to prove myself if and now okay, I did well, but it was like, oh yeah, that's what he does. But if I bombed, whew. oh, so I had to actually oh, muster up all my experience as a comic. Jesus. So I had to play for the room. I had to Cause if I and they got mad at me, the truck. Cause it was, it was. Hey, you know, you're you got AIDS and your eyes are bleeding. Like it is, <laughs> and and look at John Lovitz. He's a piece of shit. And just <laughs> boy, your fucking head is. You know, you have diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Grape soda. Like it's just like he's the motherfuckers' heads was going like this, up and down. So I'm up there like, if I had did what I had prepared because they needed it, they wanted it on the monitor, i get up there after William Shatner was racist it, in a funny way. Right. I'm like, all right, that's it. You know, I'm going to have to be a comic. I can't do, and then Seth MacFarlane, you yeah, yeah. can't do it. So I had to half wing it, half uh, material. Mm -hmm. And the material give you the confidence to wing it. So that's why I, I was winging it, and they was going well. Then I go, oh, okay, I also got some jokes I prepared. <laughs> yeah, right so on, a man. lot of it was just ranting on the phony Hollywood thing, because they, they decided it was no disease day at the uh, roast when they edited it. Everybody said some disease jokes, not just, except for diabetes. That was allowed. You know, diabetes yeah, is, is a jokey. The, it's a yeah, those you, things. Yeah. But, like... Jeff Ross said a fucking funny joke. He says to me, Patrice, you said you'll never do one of these roasts. You're a sickle sellout. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's hilarious. hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. That so when funny. I was up, I was like, Jesus, I hope you get Tay-Sachs disease, right? Which is a Jew disease. <laughs> yeah. So and Crohn's. And then but I want I, it was a great ad lib because I go, I hope you get Crohn's disease. So it can stop some of that shit from coming out your mouth. Because Crohn's disease. <laughs> oh, so shit, we had a yeah. good time. Cut that shit out. All that shit got cut really out. Really afraid of disease people calling? All of that shit got cut Down out. Down syndrome, dude. I heard, got cut out or that, beeped. Oh, everything. Everything that had to do with any diseases. I mean, Steve-O's whole act got cut out. <laughs> See, assuming he's retarded. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a rough one, but it was like, you know, I still, I did it. I did it because of Charlie. Like, I did it because yeah. I wanted to meet the guy. I thought he was like, yeah. you got to meet this fucking guy. And uh, let's, let's not be self-righteous. They was planning on it being the biggest rated whatever. Yeah, and they was paying some 10 million dough. people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I said, all right, I'll do it. This, I'll do that fucking thing. Fuck it. And then, but the, the hard thing was not to sabotage it because it was not set up for you to do well. 
Yeah, yeah, it you you had everything uh, against you on that one. Like you but walk you in and think you're gonna, they like, Dave Patrice, we love you. Come on, do it. And then it's you come in the room and it's plastic on the ground. Like, <laughs> oh shit! Oh fuck! Oh no! Are they still trying to destroy my career <laughs> by allowing Anthony Jezelnik to be famous? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> like Cody Central, <laughs> they fucking tell people they're going to be famous. <laughs> you see, Whitney Cummins, that bitch is uh, a showrunner on two shows. Yeah. Who the fuck has ever heard of that? It's crazy. That's insanity. It's, it's unheard of. And I'm not mad at the bitch. It's just, it's, I, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get on true TV. <laughs> this bitch is, is show running on the two major networks. I'm surprised yeah. more you guys don't kill yourselves. Yeah, right? I'm not even, you know what I mean? But, You're way more talented than, than Whitney Cummings, I'll say it. And, and, it's, and she's got two huge shows that you're trying to get. You know what it feels like? You're familiar with Donnie Brasco, of course, right? Yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. You feel like uh, Rogerio, what's his name? Uh, Lefty? Yeah, you 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 feel like lefty because you go, I, I shoot my best friend in the back of the head. Yeah, I fucking when 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 I think I'm gonna be murdered, I show up. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I'm down with the game. <laughs> but people, people just that aren't, haven't earned it. I think it's like being, or even platoon, the guy who was running Sergeant Barnes platoon. Yeah, yeah. The lieutenant. But Sergeant Barnes is like smacking him in the head with a phone, like you yeah. dumb motherfucker. That's how you feel like you, you're fucked you, up, you, fire mission. You got you cut up, well, and, you, and you're doing well, four or five tours of duty, and this bitch got two shows. Now, the lefties, are, the lefties, a good analogy though, because the whole career you feel like you're pulling a fucking hundred out of a card that says to a friend of ours and ripping it in half. Every time somebody gets something, you rip your card up. You know, so again, it's not nothing against her. I'm just right. she what just represents something. Well, oh, okay, because I was going to ask you, no, what is what is that about? Because I, no joke, you're way way. Well, more fucking funny than her. Dude, I bet you. Jimmy, of course, uh, is in the same boat, and you guys have a tough time trying to get these big fucking projects. I don't know who the peers are of Roseanne or Brett Butler, but I bet you they weren't like, what? When Roseanne got her shit. Because she, she earned it, it seemed like. Yeah, it seemed yeah. like Roseanne did the rounds, or Margaret Cho did the rounds, or Janine Gal They did the... But you go, no, you go... I think the anger is that a lot of people don't feel like she's she got that spot. There is anger. Oof. Well, but but it's it's not anger towards her in particular. It's anger cause the business says here's who's this is look at here's my sabotage mindset. I get, you, I had to fight the thing like really like after I did well, really like this. Just validated me? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Patrice. Patrice just can't. Dude, fair I, enough. Know, you gotta knock I that didn't shit do it, down. though. I right, didn't do right. it. I'm telling you, motherfucker. Right, right, yeah. But I'm, in my head, I had to fight that. I had to fight, you know, a couple of Twitter people. Oh, this guy's pretty good. What, what did you just say to me? What did you just, did you just say you're going to follow me? Do you know I block people on a regular basis? I don't need you. Just mad, but I, 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 I curbed that. I did. But that's my instinct is to go... If I ate my balls on this show, oh yeah, it's a setback. 
If I kill, it's just par for the course. It's just, well, you know, that, that's call. why I was still walking through Marshalls yesterday. Like, Fame didn't call? <laughs> it didn't call yet. I got what my phone. What the fuck's going Fame. on with Fame? <laughs> I think Fame, Fame doesn't have your phone number. It has my Twitter account. Has your Twitter No, account. but Fame has called a lot, and he's famous, tired of being hung up on. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Fame. And cursed out. <laughs> yeah, right. What do you want? <laughs> Click. But I, I certainly... I walked through Marshalls yesterday. <laughs> that's funny. I certainly didn't... Uh, do anything bad. Was there a little tick up? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, that's the roast where yeah, the, the 10 million two... people watched it. I don't know where it ticks up. I, I, I don't think it wasn't a huge jump, obviously. It wasn't like in, I'm not famous because I, you know, but it's but pretty fucked up. 10 million people saw it. So, what it is, it, it, I think in the industry too, it might have upped it because that's who it was, that's who was validated for, right? So, everybody that already knows me from being a good comic just decided I was a good comic. Yeah. At at this particular yep. thing. You mm -hmm. talked to Charlie Sheen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a cool guy? V he's very cool, man. Very funny. Very cool. But it was his night, so it's, it wasn't, <clears> you know, I, I don't like that feeling of bothering a guy. Right. Yeah, so it yeah. was it was a thank you, it was pleasantries, it was this and that, and then boom. How did Tyson know? treat you? Tyson was cool. Tyson's a, a, Does he know you? No. He's a hood guy. Like, Tyson's very hood. Yeah. So Tyson gave me the size my body up pat when he met me. Oh, did he? <clears throat> to see if he fucked me up. To see, he besides, that's what they do in the hood. God he said, damn. hey, man, how you doing? He shook me to see how easy how it would be to you are, yeah. How solid are you? Oh, yeah, wow. put you through a wall. That that's shit goes that on? Shit. Is yeah, that yeah. the move? It was hood shit. So, see, you think no, is, you think he realizes he's doing it, or it's just such a habit when you meet somebody? It's a habit when you're from, he's from, he was from Brooklyn, and he was a thug. Yeah, So he yeah. would know who he fuck with. So you just kind of give him a little shake. Is that also a dominance thing too, that's where hilarious. you know yeah, you can shake a guy like that? Like that's a. But he wouldn't do that to you. He wouldn't do that. Because he, he knows better. He to, knows. He wouldn't even. I don't know don't shake if the he white would man. do it to a white guy. Because he, but he wouldn't knows. do Look it to. So he, he's like, what's up? But he man? knows he could lay me into a fucking wall. Yeah, exactly. He was doing an interview with the with the with the workaholics kids, and he's he was like, ah, and he's done. He goes, hey, what's up? That big nigga right there, and he just shook my hand. <laughs> crack, shake, <laughs> shake your shoulders, and I go, I want to go, nigga, don't, we have to roast, stop trying yeah, to yeah. rob me, motherfucker. <laughs> is he intimidating? When you see him? His, his legend is. Because yeah. mm, he yeah. doesn't have that boundary between professional and civilian. Like, you know if you really bother him, he would punch you. Well, I said, even, they played it on the roast, but I even went further where I was just like, I don't like the feeling of not being afraid of Mike Tyson. So white people mm. put me in a bad spot by having him <laughs> yeah. singing and clapping at pigeons to make me think that he ain't Mike Tyson. That is not gonna beat your ass. And yeah. on a street level, he'll he'll beat you beat you down. Yep. You know he he's he can he can fight. You know he beat. That's what always kill me when they say he's a bully. How can you be a bully when you beat up people for a living? Like you. Yeah, that's your job. It's like it's... you beat up other guys that beat up people for their profession. Yeah. So he can't be a bully. Who said he was a bully? I never heard that. You've never heard no, them say no. Mike Tyson is a bully? No. Yeah. Yes. I've heard them say he fought bad fighters. No, and... they call him a bully. Wow. Mike Tyson, once someone stands up, once someone stands up to him, he actually whoops ass. That's what he does. He's not a bully. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, uh, he was, a, he was. you know, you felt that vibe, but he was still a cool dude. He wasn't, yeah. you know, he didn't do anything. But I'd say, oh, this guy's from the street big time because he, I haven't did that in a long time, size a guy up and shake him. Sizing up. That's, I just learned something new right yeah, there. Yeah, no clue. If a guy touches you and starts moving you around, he's sizing you up. What's uh, the William Shatner story? That we're, wow. 
Oh, you, you said uh, he, I love him. Where's Shatner? Love me. We love him. He's going to be on, on again soon. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's really Next a week? human man. Really a human. Yeah, guy. yeah. And he was with his wife. And um, after the show, I'm kind of in that. Okay, what just? I'm, I was in a fog the whole time because I, I was I didn't sleep. It was weird. Mm. You know, you're just there <clears throat> telling people telling you to walk here and walk there. Yeah, yeah. Trying to be yourself, and it's like, what happens to being yourself? You know, some. Cunt camera lady is mad because you actually see the bitch not give a fuck about you. That's the thing. The red carpet shit, all that shit. You walk down, Patrice. You go, oh, okay, hey. And then one bitch go, and she's looking at, uh, hey, hey, cunt. Just fucking pretend you're looking at me, right? Fuck you. But you can't yeah. do that shit. Well, we played it on the show. What did he say to somebody on the red carpet? It was pretty funny. <laughs> you were just, like, you weren't gonna play, man. That's, that's, that's what I was trying to play, but when I the, the way you, you play, that's how you do it. Right. And then yeah. you find out what that means when you fuck with them. Yeah. They leave you out. Yeah. They like roasters included. Fucking Big Bird from Sesame Street. I'm like, he wasn't on the roast. No Patrice, yeah. Nothing. Do you like stopping for your picture when you're walking? I, I hate stopping. No. I'm terrified that no one wants my photo. Well, no one d does if you're yeah. not. <laughs> you're stopping. It's That's scary. Hilarious. I'm going to walk right through behind a publicist and just keep going. It scares me to death to stop. That's, but that's what they, 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 there'll be somebody that, and then you'll go, then the publicist will be like, Patrice O'Neill is here. And, oh, and they no. just start fixing their shoes. <laughs> uh, Humiliating. Uh, some Turkish uh, reporter goes, oh, okay, so can you give me some of the jokes, you bitch, die. Oh, that's hilarious. You and your fucking, oh, your no. turban, just get out of here. It's I'm like, fucking turban weekly. So, so. It's um, like, don't tell anyone I'm here. Yeah, it, it's If they recognize, that's It good. is embarrassing. They're waiting for fucking Charlie Sheen. Yes. So you go out and. You are give her some, and then you got to know what to say because they'll take a sound bite and say, Patrice O'Neill said Charlie Sheen's breath stinks. Yeah. And that'll be it. <laughs> so you understand, like, when you watch interviews and they just, they're just like, this is, this sucks. It's because yep. they, they just don't, you, you don't want to bother getting in trouble mm -hmm. for being you. Yeah. So anyway, and I fucking had a thing with the workaholics kids. I was really, I had anxiety. I couldn't, I had no patience. Because the workaholics kids are, and it's not against them, they're just these new breed of uh, white guys who don't care. That's their thing. So it's yeah, like, uh, hey, what's your name? Uh, my name's Superman. Oh, so what do you do? Well, I, I uh, fucking saved the earth <clears throat> on a regular basis. I actually kick-started the sun and turned Hips, time back to save people. Hipster fucking bullshit. Yeah, man. Is that the right. detached fucking phony? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wait, I, I never heard of this. I never did either. The work all Fuck What is you. it? I can't believe they showed it. Because they edited it so that it's actually fun. Because it, 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 it didn't end well. Really? He's like, hey, what's going on? But I don't even know what this is. It's these kids. They're in a comedy troupe, and Comedy Central gave them a show called Look at his face. Oh. But it's like they're like pushing. The frozen face. Look at this. this There's yeah. nothing worse than that frozen fucking like, face. Like, he's not impressed by me? So they like, like, he don't need no. to be a fucker. But okay. So they have a show know. on Comedy Central, and then and so they Comedy Central roast. wanted to push him, so they let them do the interviews on oh, the red okay. carpet. All right, turn that a little bit, sweetie. You want to see it? Yeah, I want to see his face. Frozen face. Oof. Look at him. We're on the push play in this fucking Who are you, dude? Turn back to the beginning. Yeah, how about you find me? No, you don't, Stop ruining everything. <laughs> oh, Sam. Suck. Ew. Very best. Uh, look at this. Yo, guys, I'm kind of here with uh, Patrice O'Neill, more or less. What's up, dude? 
I'm kind of wait 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 wait, 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 hold on, hold on. What was that? What did that even mean? I'm kind of here with Patrice O'Neill, more or less. I don't know what he's but doing. I don't know, man. <laughs> what, what? But they should have warned me that this is his character, so I could be. But, but what? Fuck what? that guy. Does the show do well? It's new. It hasn't done well. Like it's not a big show. No one right knows now. about it. I'd right, hit it. Down ass chick My right pants there. just moved. Anders, go ahead. Yo, guys, I'm kind of here with uh, Patrice O'Neill, more or less. What's up, dude? How you doing? Good, man. Good. You gonna walk uh, out of here with <laughs> the statue or no? Of what? These women. No. Like, nah, I don't think so. Nah, they're not even allowed to talk. It's all cocaine on them. You know that, right? Why is every white guy, like, the new character is I don't give a shit? Like, I'm <laughs> this thing. He's like, uh, so what's the deal, man? Shaking <laughs> on the statue. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to make it work. Let's do it again. I'm here with Patrice O'Neal being a white man. Great guy. I don't care, man. I don't get it. What's wrong with the society? That's my job to be angry. It's been real. Back to you guys. And I knew that was sarcasm somehow. Hey, thanks, Anders. We're with Seth MacFarlane here. Uh, I don't know why they showed it. Oh, thank God they did. You called that motherfucker out. Fuck him. I, they, well, fuck I, I don't believe it, it was not pleasant because, like, uh, uh, no, but that the line about them out for being fake. Uh, the line about uh, why is every character I don't care is is it's a weird. Uh, that's an exposing line. That's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When someone Good for calls him. you out on that. Good for Patrice. That's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm, here. So, I'm surprised they showed More that too. I could be here. I could be fucking at a coffee place. I don't care. Whatever. I'm here with this guy, Patrice O'Neill. I got a mic. Because they don't connect with you at no, all. They don't no. know how to connect with you. They don't know how to connect. So they think that just being stiff and frozen was a good word and detached makes them uh, uh, seem like they're unattainable when they don't know how to connect. Uh, so you're going to walk away with one of these statues now? Riff on that. I just gave you something. Be funny now. I don't care. Really? Be funny? Yeah. Good for you, man. How about you have some interviewing shit. skills, and you I'm, fucking and asshole? And I'm walking through with anxiety. So whatever you can do to go, well, hey, Patrice, let's look at it from his point of view. Yeah. Look at it from my point of view. Dude, I'm I'm in this situation at, with a day's notice. Yeah. And I'm I'm nervous about my jacket. And you're going, <laughs> please just don't attack what I'm already self-conscious about. Because I had a T-shirt and a sparkly jacket. That was my... Red carpet. Right. I thought that was leather. I swear to God, I thought that was leather. That's a that's a jacket. A sparkly. Let me see. It, well, it's it looks like it's leather. It looks, it looks, like, leather it looks like a leather jacket. It's a it's some kind of like denim or something. Oh. So, um, I'm hoping everything is going well with my clothing. So. Why we wait? Did you bring that or did they gave it to you? Why no, were you nervous? No, they fucking gave. They I brought it. Meaning, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm hoping I look. You know. Oh, okay. So my mind is like, all right, don't fuck up. Yeah. The shit. D just. Go along. That, that's what I was trying to do. Do the right thing. And <laughs> the and last you person that. you'd want on that line would be Keith Robinson. How fucking fast. Oh, my nah, God. What's that jacket, stupid? Look at that fucking jacket. What the fuck you got that on? It was uh, too... Oh, you guys up for this oh, shit? Oh, he just ruined your night <laughs> before you <laughs> walked in the door. Fuck. Ross got me. They didn't play it. They didn't play it. I don't know why. Ross was, Ross was in the room. Yeah. Ross was phenomenal. Yeah. He goes, uh... He goes, Patrice, why are you dressed like a gay umpire? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> here's, but here's the one. Here's the one. Bobby said when I was talking to him on the phone that would have hurt me. It would it would have struck me. And I would have had to get that out of my. Oh shit! He said you look like Janet Jackson 
from uh, Rhythm Nation. <laughs> if someone had said that to me, I'd have had to. I I would have really had. To, I would have been mad. Like fuck. Yeah, yeah. You had you had to get out of that one. Oh, it would have been rough. You were just so, glad none of your friends were around. Dude, <laughs> you dude, were you dude. were happy to be doing that by <laughs> yourself. They would have just laughed at me. <laughs> they just laughed at me. Ah, so hilarious. I was trying to keep. I was trying to not fuck up that roast. I was trying to not make anybody's job hard like yeah. usual. But then they put these these kids yeah. who probably twenty with with confidence that they gave them. Yeah. And it's yeah, like again, yeah. man, I I'm not I'm a made guy. Like where I go, I can hold my in any of these fucking boroughs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's oh, Jackson. Oh, oh, Jackson. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> no fucking no way. No one said it. No one said it, thank God. Uh, I, I'd have said, oh, that would have hurt. We, that would have hurt. God. We, we got a guy. That's uh, a fucking good one. <laughs> we got a guy sticking up for workaholics. Same funny as hell. Fine, oh, yeah. fine if you like I don't it. Care. Yeah, right. I'm Whatever. not against you thinking Whatever. that they're funny. Yeah, that's, it's, it's that's for fine. Me. I don't get it. I don't, like, I, I'm not into I don't care guy. No one I know that's a, of a certain age, any yeah. comic, it is like this character of slow moving confidence yeah that, that, dude if you walk somewhere in this city or in la or whatever where there's some fucking hardened comics who's been chopping the right way people kind of know them people kind of don't but they've always fucking hitting home runs mm -hmm. and this kid is like so who are you what are yeah you? i'm kind of here more or less with him now, i don't I care guess. if he's intimidated and that's how his thing is but I'm in a bad way. Yeah. You know, act right. You can't play along with that shit. I can't. That's not your thing. And none of those guys are, are, I've noticed, not one of those type of mentality guys has ever made me laugh in person. And not one of those guys I've ever no. thought was funny off the cuff on the air. Or I, I wouldn't mind it so much. But it really is un uncomfortableness. And they think that by being stone-faced, yeah. they're hiding the fact that they're scared. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the hipsters who are pretending that they, uh, they think they're nerds when they really know they're much better looking than nerds. And they have a lot more money than fucking uh, than nerds do. But they're trying to be something. There's too much phony, thought behind it. Yeah, it's planned. It's not and natural. It's planned. Just, just, just ask well, me to go along. Yeah. Like, just say, hey, Patrice, they right. do this thing. This is my thing. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man, I, you know, hey, dude. It's like, okay, no problem. I could have been like, just, then I could be in my world. You could be in yours. But that whole thing where you, you're not preparing me to be, you know, uh, not disrespected, but but like, really? It, it, what, what it are was, you doing? I think it was like a disrespect kind of a thing. Like he probably is sitting there going, yeah, yeah, But if that's his character, like, he probably did that with everybody. Uh, uh, did he? Yeah, yeah I'm but guessing. So fucking what? But I mean, that's not a personal disrespect. No, no, oh. I didn't take it like that. No, but, but I'm, I'm just saying. like, whatever your character is, it should be prepared. Just in case, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so on the roast going last, if you're that guy, yeah, in a situation where the room has been there for three hours and this and that, and they have to set you up for success because your thing is, hey, this is what I do, and I'm not gonna not do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Who, who are you? Oh, interesting. Uh. Hey, yeah, what, more what, or less. William Shatner. Oh, William Shatner. Well, I'm so, still trying to get you to do the William Shatner. He, he, he <laughs> fucking, him and his wife. Yeah. So he's talking to me after he goes, Patrice. Oh, fantastic. All right. I go, thank you, sir. He goes, yeah, very good. Oh, it was, 
It was wow, yeah. I was like, like, yeah. really liking the fact we were chatting is like intimate, right? Captain Kirk. So we're walking and everybody's getting in their cars. Whoever's going to the after party, the after party's on on site, and whoever's going home is going home. So him and his wife were kind of going home. I think her name is Liz. So him and Liz was coming. And he was Liz. You know, they love each other. You know, old white couple that love each other. They just <laughs> he's eighty something. They're amazing, and she yeah. might be in her fifties, maybe That's something chip, like that. Chippy. Nice, you know, Hollywood-looking, you know, good-looking <laughs> lady, you know what I'm saying? You know, whatever. So they're talking, and he goes, oh. And I go, hey, man, she says, did you have fun? I just, I said, I'm starting to have fun. This was after. I'm like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think I am. I'm starting to relax. I, I'm starting to relax. And he goes, oh, okay, well, try to relax. You know, I said, I'm trying, I'm trying so hard, man, but I can't stop being miserable. I'm so trying not to be miserable. He goes, oh. And here comes his wife. Um. Uh, Hi, oh, um, he goes, didn't, honey, honey, didn't you think Patrice was great? She said, yeah. She said, wasn't he your favorite? No, I, um, Chad Frost was, you know. She, so that uh, was super uh, honest, right? Yeah. So she starts, I, she, he goes, honey, I'm just talking to Patrice about uh, being, you know, miserable and trying to be happy. And, and she goes, she goes, oh, you know, it's probably testosterone, right? And she goes, you know, when guys start to lose their testosterone, because that's what makes them go. Um, they get angry, and, I, and I'm like, hmm. And then he goes, but honey, Patrice. She goes, oh, but he shouldn't worry about that because he's young. He goes, but honey, <laughs> Patrice has diabetes, and that stops you from producing all the things you need in your body. <laughs> she goes, oh, that's probably why he's so so take oh my <laughs> god. This conversation with each other about how my body, oh my is breaking god, down. it's breaking down. <laughs> And I have less testosterone and less <laughs> manness. But they weren't being cruel. It was just, hey, oh. he's sick and can't produce. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And so he, he gives me a hug. You a great uh. young man. Gets in there, fucking limo, hey. and I'm welling up. You're like, motherfucker. Because <laughs> I'm realizing, oh, oh, God, it's not just I'm just an angry dude. My body's making me angry. I've, my testosterone is gone. Leave my the poor man alone. Yeah. He's had enough. <laughs> it's and I'm like, I'm just Bones, with... Bones, check him out. He's on death's door. It, they had a 10-minute conversation <laughs> oh my God. how, right in front of you. why I was just miserable. And it was so, it was human. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. It wasn't trying to hurt me. It was just trying, it was just like, oh, that's funny. take care of yourself. <laughs> Hope I made your night better. Liz is like, oh, bye. I'll bet, you they, I'll bet you they do that. To, one. I'll bet you they have that conversation with everybody. They find something. I bet they're like, oh, we got him pretty good. <laughs> oh, they leave <laughs> laughing. They probably oh. did that to Jeff Ross about something else. Well, you're oh. a Jew. Jews aren't supposed to feel good after 30. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Jeff> crying. Oh. <laughs> and they're and his wife well laughing. I, I, I'm not lying. Because it was like, I started going, is that it? Because I'd be like, I'd be mad all the fucking time. I'm like, is it test uh. my, my testosterone is going? And she just was like, now you know how it feels about like menopause. Oh, she's like, damn. She's she like, was saying. Yeah, because she was like, yeah. that's what happens to women. Menopause makes us miserable. Well, why doesn't Bill Shatner talk to people who've known you for 15 years? You're the exact same guy I met 15 years ago. <laughs> what do you think? That, what do you think? You were charming when we met and all of a sudden you got angry? You've that's been terrible not, for a long time. <laughs> Norton keeps saying we I was on Norton's side when we first met. The only uh. time I hated Norton at any point, we drove to Sackett's Harbor. 
or Sags Harbor. <laughs> and, he, and he cuddled with his girlfriend the whole time and ignored me. Like, I was like, oh, this will be okay. fun. I like Norton. And he, you know, Norton falls in love with anything. Yeah, this is, I was, I was 13.99. And, and he just, he just cuddles up. So the whole ride up to this shitty place for six hours was Norton licking his girl's ear and driving. And I'm in the back, like, fucking reverse Miss Daisy. <laughs> just like, hey, let's talk about something. He's like, Pfft. but it's because I guess he hated me from this gig we did. I never hated you. I was kidding. I, I liked you a lot, actually. We, we, I did, I I'm know, just telling you, you weren't pleasant. <laughs> I don't hate you. think I'm unpleasant. <laughs> I know did you don't. No this? one unpleasant ever thinks I'm unpleasant. <laughs> did you see the roast? Cancer doesn't know yeah, it's yeah. cancer. I was the least. <laughs> it just is. It just is. I, I was the least mean. The least mean on the fucking roast. But that's how we are. Like, yeah. If you listen to our roast, the roast that we that they did a meal, the roast, the the, the Voss roast or the Norton roast, it was. It's you can hear it's it's love. Yeah, yeah it's your friends definitely. roasting. Yeah. It's not it's not evil. It's, it's just, your friends. It's, it's fun somehow. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just saying this thing is. It was how how much can you say awful to people you don't know? That yeah, that does come across like that now on the uh, the roast they do these days. They could have joked. Somebody called John Lovitz. I'm not saying who, but somebody, they just said John Lovitz is a child molester. And I'm just and that was it. And I'm like, I wonder what that means. What, is he? And then they cut. They cut a, I don't know. <laughs> and then they uh, Mike Tyson had to get a no rape clause. Can't talk about rape. Oh, really? No, you can't do it. He said, I'm he not doing get one this. motherfuckers call me a rapist all day. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh. That's why nobody hit that shit. They, I was surprised they hit the, the prison shit a little bit. I didn't know that. Okay. Because when somebody said, I think Lovett said something about prison, like Iron Mike, that's what they say to you in prison in the prison laundry all the time. He's like, ah, but you can see it's like, all right, I told yeah, somebody don't fuck as, with me. That's as far as you're going, little shit. man. Somebody's going to not, you uh, know, do well. He would it, knock some people out. Oh, hurt the them. Spot. But I, I don't think he would. I think he would, he would walk choke off. somebody up uh, in the out. back, in the back. They, they'll, he'll, he'll hem somebody uh. up. But I don't think he would knock somebody out. Yeah. Because he wouldn't hit Steve-O. Steve-O, I heard, wanted to get punched by Mike. Yes. Like actual. And Mike's like, I'm not punching you, dude. No. He but said, well, can you just hold your fist out while I run into And he it? ran into his fist he and busted, busted his nose up. His nose up. But, but, but Mike, um, uh, the, the, the Tyson thing and the, and the, and the, um, like Kate, Kate, uh, Walsh. Walsh, you know, people are writing, you know, and she goes, well, Patrice, you know, grape soda is not a fruit, you know, right. which is fine. Yeah. They all were fine. That was fine to me. But it was some that, you know, I'm like, ah, this is not, this is not cool, man. I think, some I, th I guess she might have had abortions or something, but somebody said something about her abortions. Yeah. Like Kate Walsh had eight abortions, and she's trying to keep her head up, but it's like, you, think this, you think this woman wants to hear about her abortions? She's got to know that when she shows up, though. It's almost like if, you, if you're Tyson, you can get that clause in there, but most people, it's like that's what, you, that's what it takes when, you're, when you accept that. Like You kind of know that anything especially if it's strangers with. that don't really know you yeah like, that's harder like you guys were saying if you're shitting on each other it's a little bit different right. because you know where it's coming from if, if you wikipedia me and just say what you learn from wikipedia and what you see on google and what yeah it's just like you can my thing is i was trying to make a synopsis of what i saw of you as a person that i know mm -hmm. as a person here's my synopsis of what you are even though i don't know you but nothing personal like hey Blah 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 blah. Yo, I saw that uh, your dog had pneumonia, and uh, I wish you had pneumonia instead of your dog. Your dog. Yeah, your dog. yeah. Your dead doggy. 
you just go, woo, boy. Mm. See, you got to just go for the good stuff. Like, if I saw you there, I'd probably be like, look at all those rings. What are you, starting a ring store or something? <laughs> Which would have been better? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, tell, I tell you, in the room, yeah. I love William. I think William Shatner came off fantastic on, on TV, yeah, and in the room. But uh, I, Jeff Ross, from start to finish, in the room was mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, I have to say, he was the he was phenomenal. He knew how to he he did, he did know how like to do it. He knows how to do that. Things. shit. great. Yeah. He knew how to do it, man. I, I have to say, shit. and and Amy in the room killed too. Yeah, yeah. She really crushed. In in the room, like mm -hmm. you know, she she did a thing. I have to, yeah, she I have came to, off really well. I have to say that. I mean, I have to say, you know, so it's like, you know, all right. It, it was, when we uh, know. when we break, why don't we do your set one last time before we move on? It was very good. We did heard you do it. it at any time. Oh, you'd already yeah, did we it? did yeah. it this oh, week. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, we'll we'll okay. do it again though. Uh, for the Charlie Sheen roast, Patrice O'Neill, and uh, a little later this morning, Chris Cornell is coming in to say hi to us. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly? No, I just want good song. Any Doors fans in the, the room here? Yeah, motherfucker. I like the Doors. Uh, what, what's the anniversary? 44 years uh, ago, people are strange. Out. He wrote this, what was it, Walking Up Street, Broadway? 44 years ago? 44 really? years ago. He would have been 80? Holy shit! 44 years. No, nah, well, he died at 20, 27. 27 and 71. 71, so that's 40 years, so yeah. That guy would have been 70 fucking one years no. old. No. Oh, man, come on. How, How many years 60, ago did he die? 60, when did he die? 71? That's well, four, 71 40, 40 years 67. ago. 67. 40 years, so 67. Okay, he would have been. He would, he would be 67, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Like yeah. one of the Wilburys. Yeah. We you can't use that joke anymore. The Wilburys yeah. aren't around anymore. It just be a good I fucking like go-to joke. Can Patrice just... O'Neill in studio. Let me get the plug-in for oh, you, okay. Patrice. Stress Factory this weekend, tonight and Saturday. Uh, yeah, seven three two five four five. Ha ha. At the Stress Factory, Vinny's room. Vinny said hi. By the way, fuck oh, Vinny. Yeah, Vinny. Fuck him. So... <laughs> <laughs> that guy I'm takes to care of us too. <laughs> Got this collection, and nobody's coming up that he can't move. Oh, Vinny. He can't push one of those guys aside for yeah. little Jimmy Norton? Fucking, he will. I don't know if he will. Uh, we got uh, <laughs> Bob Peters in from uh, Minneapolis. Vinny's still trying to figure out how to make his room less hack. <laughs> well, with all, it looks like a TGI Fridays mixed with pictures of fucking Hammy Hammerstein. <laughs> as a fucking... He's got passion for what he does, though. He, God, I, here's the thing. I... I tend to believe that I was in, in the lead uh, pushers of him stopping to do that stupid phone call in the show and stop showing videos of people. Oh, he doesn't do the videos that, anymore? Hitting that groin. You don't I like don't, the little jokes that would come up with them? Oh, I, oh no, Mom. Just, oh, no, I know he's like, talking about the montage of uh, videos. It's like, yeah. Why? With, the, with the babies puking oh, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, don't show you. funny shit before the fucking funny show. <laughs> just trying to get everyone in the mood. Don't fucking show the guy that hits his balls on the fucking... The, the pummel horse. Oh, everybody makes Watch out, hey. Oh, no. By the way, you're lucky I'm in here today, I just want to say. Because they raised the fucking Holland Tunnel price. No shit. To $12. Well, you have Easy Pass, don't you? No. Oh. It doesn't go down, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's only a dollar fifty raise. If it's only a dollar yeah, fifty raise, they decided to, they decided to really that. fuck the cash guys. Four dollars for four dollars for the cash guys, dollar fifty for the Easy Pass. Why don't you eat the amount of hours you waste? No. Why? What's the problem with Easy Pass? I don't know. You, you don't know, like but a, you know, he thinks it's selling out you know to the man. Something, right? No, it's not selling out to the nah, man. No, it's it's like a Tony no. Soprano thing. Disconnect the fucking GPS on your vehicle. You don't use no. Easy Pass. You don't like people knowing where you are. I traded my my car. It had OnStar in. <laughs> <laughs>
Just to get rid of it. Get rid of it? No. I heard some shit what's no going more. on with OnStar. No what are they doing? No you hear that? What? Well, no, apparently, uh, you got to read the... Um, you got to read the new terms. There's new terms for OnStar. And they are allowed to track you, use your information to sell to other people where you are, where you go, things like that. And even if you disconnect or, or, or say, I want to cancel my service, they can still collect information on where you are. How about, how about, uh, how fast you're going? Shit like that. Right. And then, uh, that information, not now, but could be in the future, sold to insurance companies, let's say. Let's say the insurance company, you sign up for policy, and they go, well, let's check with uh, the people that bought information from OnStar. Well, what I'm seeing here is everywhere you go, you average 85 miles an hour. Um, not going not gonna to insure That's going to hurt you. OnStar a lot. Well, you know what? Good. They, uh, Scumbags. The, 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 the cat's out of the bag. It just came out the other day. Good. That, that they're collecting this info. And they are uh, um, selling it to other uh, people. That's you fucking sickening. You the guy that got fucking lost a divorce because they tracked his. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. They, they tracked, tracked his easy. Pass. Tracked his easy pass down. Is that a true story? It's an absolute. It seems yeah. like one of those urban legends. It's, it's, heard it's over an absolutely years. true You're, story. Yeah. It's court admissible evidence, yeah. man. Yeah. That motherfucker was going to Brooklyn. Yep. <laughs> after work, fucking get his dick sucked, and they had it on fucking easy pass. Yeah. No, and they and they collect your if you go. If you're easy passing it, and you and the speed limit is 65, and you get somewhere faster, they they have the times. So you if you go from right. the GW to somewhere else, and you it's supposed to take an hour, and right. it only took you fucking 40 minutes. You speed. They, they don't been do working that. On that. If they don't do that. I'll tell you. I, I here's why I think because you're afraid if they do it, everyone will get rid of easy pass. Yeah, I think they're afraid that oh. if they start doing that, no, everybody will dump Easy Pass. No, because we, we won't. We'll People just take, start, we'll just eat will, the tickets. Because we're punks. We'll just eat the tickets. You're right. We are punks. We will do what they make us do. Right. Listen, I was at the airport. It's so they don't want you asking questions. This is the thing they're trying yeah. to get you used to. Coming here one day, uh, I was coming up Eighth Ave. They just shut Eighth Ave down. Yeah. And they had they had the straight stormtroopers with the with the M16s and the whole thing. And no one even blinked. It's all like we're Stepford people. Yeah, like, what are no you going to do? Going, what the fuck's going on? What are you going to get out and make a problem? No, <laughs> but just the idea of like what's going on. Yeah. So at the airport, I was flying on, on 9-11, and all of a sudden, I'm putting on my shoes because I get checked all the time because I won't go through the fucking x-ray. Yeah. Okay? Because I hear, this could be urban legend, but I think I read it. I, I actually, I did read it, is that uh, the, the Logan Airport TSA people are getting cancer because they've had x-rays in there in Logan since... Oh, 9-11. So they're being exposed to this fucking, this, this x-ray all the time. Good. Well, and they it, should. People, it, the other people that let those motherfuckers in, yeah. shut up. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> what they actually said at one point, you forgot your box cutter. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped it, sir. Yeah. And so, so anyway, I'm there, I'm putting my shoes on, and I just hear, Go, Bravo! Go, Bravo! People running back and forth. And and you're like, what in the fuck? I need coffee. <laughs> and then I, evidently that was the code for it was it was the exact time that one of the planes hit the building, I guess, and that's what they what it was, code Bravo. They're screaming, so they then after everybody's ah ah, a girl, you know, a a, a girl, a black girl's like, <laughs> uh, in remembrance to uh the people who died in the World Trade Center, we will. So it was nothing but a. An announcement to to honor the people who died, but I'm like, that's why fucked you do up. That? But they're screaming. Why are they screaming? I, wait a minute. So I I see this kid. Yeah. I'm walking. I go, dude. Let me ask you a question. 
And then uh, if you put black bitches in charge of something, it, it just, it's, <laughs> it's never easy worst. going. They love some Can power. I help you, sir? <laughs> oh, I go, it's the I, worst to I, deal I, with. I do the, and I know black girls don't like this. They don't like not acknowledging your face finger wave. Oh, like, so you don't look at their face, but you just their wave face. their finger. Do, do you need some help? Nah. So I'm asking the guy. I'm saying, let me ask you a question, man. What was you guys just yelling? Because I, I didn't understand. I just heard screaming. Oh, we was yelling Code Bravo because that was the code on on 9/11, and and it, that happened right then at the moment. Oh, so that's why you were screaming, and, and yeah, she came over, slinking over to put her little ear uh, to, to hear, to what, hear he, what Scott what, uh, what he asked you. Like it's like they trying to get us into a place where we just don't question. So back to. What you think about the the easy pass? That it's like ah, they wouldn't do that because people we wouldn't. We're fucking yeah, we pussies. We take it in the ass cheeks all the time, all day long, and and we like it. Yeah. So it's no, no. I still, I, st I still think if they started giving out tickets and people started uh, getting whacked with tickets for easy pass. There, people would absolutely stop using those. Well, guess why uh -huh. they wouldn't? Because they're phasing out these dumb toll booth people. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why they now get there's the gonna worst. Now going to be no alternative. They get the worst toll booth people mm -hmm. so that when they lose their job, you don't care. Yeah. You know, thank God this Good, fucking Haitian guy lost his job. He's a dick. That's that. That's when you buy your fucking, you know, there's no more of the token agents in the subway. And the last ones of those that are left are just sitting there fucking job of the hut, sitting in those fucking booths. And no one cares about them. They want everything to be automated. Mall parking? No more attendance in mall parking. You got to pay for it at the machine, period. Yeah. Period. Pay for it. Thank and you. now everything, and I've said this in the in the past, everything is presented to you as a convenience when it first comes out. Yeah. Look how convenient this is. And I don't want to sound like a conspirator here, but things do end up uh, being used against you. The convenience of EasyPass, right? right? The convenience of... Uh, any other electric uh, GPS things like that, and then now, now I love this one. It's just progressive commercials are showing the convenience of being able to put a unit that Progressive will supply you with in your car that shows you uh, the insurance company what a safe driver you are and brings your rates down because now they can monitor your speed and driving habits through this electronic device and be like, hey, look at this. You're driving safe. We'll give you lower rates. They don't mention the fact that if you get way. into an accident, right. they will pull every bit of info off of that and go, hey, fuck you. We're not covering you. You fucked up. You fucked up. You were driving like an asshole. Here's the proof, the little device we gave you, you know, to help you. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. But it's not always that way. Because, like, look at your cell phones. Have they been used to? Yes. How? You just don't know it. What do they think? They no, but, just, I mean, no, no, but I mean, has it has it impacted you? Not yet, but Not they, yet. they they there's just now this well, other Apple, thing. Apple, wait, wait, just wait, came wait, 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 out. What about right. the Apple situation? They get all kind of class lawsuits because these fucking. I got woke up today by a noise. I, I downloaded this app. Um, it's like an Angry Birds app. I'm trying to look look for another Angry Birds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all are. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn crack. Right. And so, so I I woke I wake up too early. It was like five thirty. I had my shit set for six. It went rawr, rawr. <laughs> and I'm looking. It's the phone saying, "Hey, don't forget to play this game today." <laughs> oh shit. no shit! Your phone's waking you up to play a game. Say, so don't forget to play. But but that they're getting this lawsuit because people. Are 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 being uh, Apple was using these apps to fuck people over to get information. I get emails from motherfuckers. Some of them you can't like Continental. 
You can't unsubscribe to their emails. Oh, There's no man. way to stop their emails. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I want to stop this. But they, they get it. And I, I don't remember marking anything down to say, no. send me an email. Mm -hmm. I'm getting emails from people I don't want to get emails from. I always from. mark down no. Like, if I ever have a website yeah. and it says, do you want updates uh, to this or us to say that, I always but fucking I, uncheck it and go, no. But I think so. And then you, you get them anyway. Yeah, because as soon as you check no, I think that's that's the cue right there. To By send the way, you something. It was a news story. Uh, it, it was just in the news a couple of days ago. You might be able to find it. Um, they're uh, able, the police are using a device to track cell phones, even when you're not using them. You just got them in your pocket, and they're using it and saying, and, and now they're, they're bringing up the constitutionality of some of this stuff. And what their argument is, look, uh, it's, it's almost like you've given up any right. It's public domain, these signals that are going through the air that we can then grab onto because the constitutional rights and, and the people that keep tabs on this shit have not uh, updated their shit for technology yet. So it's almost like you're giving up your right to certain privacies just because it's out there. When you carry your phone around, even even off, like my right. phone right now is throwing out a fucking signal. You'd have to have it totally powered off. Powered off. Exactly. Then it wouldn't. Right. Then it wouldn't. But if it's on and in your pocket, they could track where you are. And in some cases, when you're using your phone, they could listen to what you're fucking talking about. We're eventually going to be all, uh, eventually, whether we like it or not, we're going to lose individuality. We're going we to have be, to a certain extent. But I mean, yeah. we're going to for real lose it. And we're going to all be on the same. Uh, once we're all uh, uploaded into computers, like Kurzweil was talking the, the about, Borg. we are literally all going to know each other's thoughts. Yeah. Um, we're all going to, like, for instance, if somebody texts, everything's on film already. I mean, in 20 years, nothing will happen that isn't filmed. Nothing. Everything will be caught by Google Earth. If you not 20, then 50 years. You sound ridiculous. <laughs> but, it's, but you know what I'm saying? It, it literally, no, we're heading that way. It, it's, I, I know. I'm just fucking around like Norton talking like that is way more than way more than 50 years, by the way. However long it takes, but it's where right we're all going corner. to be. And it's part. It, it seems like it sucks, and I'm sure it does. But it is a weird part of advancement. We are all yeah. on a planetary level going to be on the well, same thought process and work as a planetary level, and then move. Further, I'm not saying it's great for individuality, but eventually we're going to lose individuality. Well, look, look it's going to be seen as a primitive your, your, quality. Your girl Napolitano's a motherfucker, right? Mm -hmm. What she represents, I know it's not her. She's just the figurehead, right? But right. She's just doing the agenda. But see, when they kill Bin Laden, what they really—they just kill Al Qaeda. Al Qaeda. They don't talk about Al Qaeda no more. No, just, no. They said, "Look, we're going." It's like killing Hitler. You killed the Nazis, right? Right. So it's like done. Moving on to the next thing. And here's where race. Gets fucked up. Here's where our white people and black people being anti each other. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> is is not other. good because this. The new terrorists in America now they're moving on. It's the crackers in the hills. It's those guys who really are fighting for the Constitution. They're fighting for freedom. They're fighting no taxes. They're fighting for everything that the Constitution stands for. Yeah. But the fact that I have been raised as a black guy to believe that those crackers in the hills have targets of my face, and it's really they're trying to kill me, when they start coming down on them really so they can take their guns, take their rights, right, take right. their freedom, I go, yeah, go get them. Go get those fucking crackers. But really, those are the motherfucking freedom fighters. Yeah, and but that's where they're moving to. It, that's the new agenda. The fucking Timothy McVeigh guys, that's what they're doing. Is those guys are going to be blowing up buildings and this and that. But really, half of those fucking people are living just 
in a shitty way. Yeah, yeah. No electricity, no nothing. Oh, yeah, backwoods. In the backwoods. Because yeah. somebody said something recently that I never thought of. You buy a, a house, if you pay for it, you still pay taxes. Yeah, yeah. That's rent. Don't That's pay. not your land. Yeah, go ahead You're and don't paying pay the, the fucking government rent. You paid off your house. Go ahead. Don't pay your taxes. See what happens. You then don't own your house. You don't own they your house. They will take your fucking house away. You're, you're paying you bought rent to and the paid government. for it. You're renting from the government That's now. That's supposed to be your land. When mm -hmm. you finish paying for your house, it doesn't matter. You, you now are a renter again. There it is. Can, can and ask, you don't pay your rent, they throw you out and take your house. Let me ask you. And, I, and believe me, I don't like the taxes at all. I, yeah. And I understand what you're saying. But by, by renting on the land... Don't you get certain benefits by being a part of the state? Like the, the benefits you get with are police protection, fire, uh, fire protection. In theory, I'm, 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 I'm in, in property taxes. Uh, sure, you get but, school, a school system for your kids. But you, you know get protection what? by the military. You get air protection by the military. How about, how about that's your federal income tax and okay. things? And then how about the fact that maybe there's <laughs> another way around it than taking your fucking house maybe. that you bought and paid for? Yeah, I agree. Not everybody is in. Ant gets that. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> but makes no neighbors sense. No, get ostracized. Yeah, Ant <laughs> is Don Coleone of his street. Of my fucking street. That's Ant's a, a nigger. He's the nigger <laughs> of my street. I and I I've never denied that in my palm Jew neighborhood. Trees and fucking <laughs> yeah. parties and pistols. The Virgin Mary uh, urinating in a statue <laughs> in the front. <laughs> I actually have my next door neighbor. She, I guess she came out of the house and she was talking to my landscaper guys. I guess she's going to be using my landscapers because uh, my lawn is so lush and green. Uh, so then she goes, she goes, because she, she has an accent. I don't know. She, I think the guy married some Russian broad because she's like, you have a lot of parties over there at your house. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know. I go, hey, if you see one over, just come on over. What? She goes, oh, no, it's okay. I, I hear them from my window. Yep. From, and, and I'm the like, one who called the cops. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Come and that's all I'm and thinking. Take your clothes off and get in my pool, bitch. Yeah, that's <laughs> so all, that. and that's all I'm thinking. Take that yoga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got a we got a computer scientist online. Ah. He says this shit goes way further than you think. Oh, here we go. I want to see if this guy has anything. Eric in Jersey, what do you got, buddy? Oh, how much do I have? Let's start with what seems to be your big. Let me walk out. Your wife's making some noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> What? Wait, start over. We're still laughing at the dog joke that you obviously didn't hear. What? Okay, you have patriceoneal.com is a website. Oh, you set up a catch-all account, and then when you go to these uh, marketing sites, like you say Xerox at patriceoneal.com, it goes to a dump bucket, which you can then, you know, filter out. I'm not going to get eggy on you, but the point is... Have. If you give your email to Dr. Ted Sheckler, and then later on you get a Viagra ad that says Dr. Ted Sheckler at PatriceO'Neal.com, not only can you block it, you know who sold you out. So that's email. Oh. Okay? Yeah. So wait, explain that again, because I know what you're saying is important, but we're, we're not technical enough to understand exactly what you mean. Hey, look at it this way. You probably, if Patrice O'Neal has a website... He might have one or two accounts. Can you say? Can you say Jim Norton next time? I, this, I don't like this Patrice O'Neill's website because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, right. Hey, wait a minute. Jim yeah. Norton has a website. <laughs> yeah, Go Jim ahead. Norton has a website. Go ahead. Eatabullet.com. Sure. You got two email accounts. Your webmaster set up. Jim at Eatabullet and info at Eatabullet for like your bookings and shit. Okay. 
Now, you call your web hoster and say, I want a catch-all email account. So if you send an email to Donald Duck at Eat a Bullet, it goes into this one just big garbage bucket of email. <clears throat> okay? Okay. With me so far, right. Yes. Now, later on, you find out that you're getting a ton of spam to Donald Duck at eatabullet.com. So you set up a third account for Donald Duck at eatabullet.com and just have it, you know, fail the delivery so you never get it. And worse yet, you can bounce messages back like saying, hey, asshole, stop sending me spam. Anytime someone sends an email to Donald Duck at eatabullet.com. Well, doesn't that sound like a good thing? Yeah, it's great. He's teaching you how to get a hit, how to stop oh, spam. Okay. Oh, I didn't know what he was. I thought he was. I thought he was telling you some shenanigans that no, were going on, no. and then I'm listening, going, "Wait, that sounds like a convenient yeah. thing." Yeah, yeah, we would like okay. that. Okay. What you want to do? So you go tomorrow. You're going to check into the Hilton. Hi, Mr. Norton. What's your email? Oh, it's Hilton at eataBullet.com. Now later on, when you start getting aluminum siding ads that are addressed to Hilton. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So you're saying. Oh, I, I get it. He's saying you can find out who's fucking fucking, fucking with you. Fucking I don't get my right. email, by the way. I don't get in my stores in fucking hotels. Yeah, no, never. No. And and they always go to you. Well, we don't know how to ring this up. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not buying. I don't that. have email. Get a manager. Yeah. And believe me, they, they ring you up. Yeah, they, they never give it. To they them. get mad you when you don't give your, your phone number or in your fucking email address. address. Yeah, you don't get my yours. number. I never give them that. And they're like, we can't ring you up. Then I'm like, get the fuck. You can still ring me up. I never give it to them. Pressure you. Never give it to them. Say I don't have a cell phone. Right. Or I don't have email. Right. And they have to ring you up. And, and then they get mad. I'm like, fuck you. Get your manager. And I go, you're going to send me fucking uh, mail. No, we're not. You're and not I got, getting my and email. And I go, I got a, a tiny little New York City fucking mailbox, and I, 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 I don't have room. And certainly, you know, it, it turns out they always send you mail. Fucking liars. And, and you know what you do to get them, you know, to give them a little zing is you say, why don't you send it to nonsense email at um, eatabullet.com? How about that? Nonsense email. Or you should put a dirty email, shit cunt fuck at <laughs> Gmail or whatever. Right on. That'd be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open that one, shit cunt fuck or something like that, and give it, that, that's my email. That's it. When you're at Best Buy, you just go, yeah, it's shit cunt yeah. fuck. Yeah. Say it real loud. It's, it's mind your beeswax cunt at gmail.com. <laughs> but at this point, it, at, at this point, our credit cards are, are matching up our emails and all that, right? Uh, yeah. I would, so, yeah. As soon as you give and out, the phone company has yeah, it. As soon as you give the well, credit card, you, they get all that info. You anyway. think that's a coincidence that when you use your credit card to buy something, all of a sudden you, you get 20 emails about the same type of product you just bought? It is a coincidence. Wow, what a coincidence. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I just bought a refrigerator. I want emails about yeah. more refrigerators. More refrigerators. Well, how many do I need, motherfucker? I, I, Jeffrey Dahmer? Do you know what? <laughs> you got plenty. And who gives a fuck if you figure out who's giving you the spam there, Eric? You can't stop it. Oh, sure you can, because then you do, like, Hilton at Eat a Bullet. You set up an account and then just have it fail. So anyone that uses that email, nobody will ever see it. Ever. How do you have it fail? You have the server. Your webmaster would know how to do okay. it. Okay. Webmaster. Goes to Hilton at Eat a Bullet, and you're sick of getting refrigerator ads. Say, okay, Webmaster, set up an account for Hilton at EatAbullet.com, and any email that comes, just discard it. And in fact, you can bounce a message back going, hey, asshole, stop sending email to this. Eric, someone's asking me if your email is this guy is boring at EatAbullet.com. It never fails, man. All the listeners. Relevant. I'm, I'm sorry if it's Pakistan animation on Twitter. Very good. <laughs> give us, a, give us one more, Eric. Hey, now we're talking about Google. You were uh. talking about all this stuff, and this is—I really am into some egghead stuff here. But 
and this isn't a joke. If you Google later on, TED, T-E-D, Google filter bubbles, you'll get a nine-minute video, and part of it is boring, I'll admit it. But the bottom line is they go through a thing. One guy's a liberal who's always looking up Obama and this and that, and the other guy's a Republican who's only traveling, and they both type in Cairo. The traveler guy's only going to get plane fares and Expedia, the the liberal guy is going to get all the stuff on the protest. Wait, is that why every time I Google like uh, airlines, I get transcontinental flights? <laughs> <laughs> Schmidt said it's now impossible to do a Google search that isn't somehow tailored to you if it's on your computer because of all the cookies. Yeah. So your cookies. Google search will be different than my Google search, even if we put in the same fucking word. Absolutely. If you do TED, filter bubbles, because I don't know, it's some egghead consortium, TED, but there's a good nine-minute speech, and, you know... Uh, can you it's an egghead consortium! <laughs> yes, I love consortiums, I certainly do! Food consortium, food consortium! <laughs> no, it's important. It's a marvelous place to buy roasts! <laughs> I one time bought a dozen eggs at the food consortium! <laughs> there were bubbles all over! Thank you, sir, for commenting! <laughs> I sell eggs and bubbles. Ted's Food Consortium. Consortium. <laughs> the eggs always break when I ship them. Therefore, I use more than one basket. <laughs> yes, you don't want to put them all in one. You certainly don't, Anthony. It's no. an excellent point. Uh, Ted. An old Ted. Yeah. Ted's an ass. Anything else, Eric? Well, last oh boy! Oh God! Why that was, kind of, that was just kind of a. <laughs> it, was like a it was like a goodbye. I was like, like a, a take it yeah. easy. Well, that was you a, know, as a matter of fact. I do have more. Not a real. I was going with the polite goodbye, yeah. Eric. That was a here's your hat. <laughs> <laughs> but that I should just went with thank you, Eric. <laughs> and stay out. One more about Ted's consortium. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Uh -huh. Oh, no. Are you gone, Eric? We chased him off. Yes, we also sell tickets for consorts. If you want to go see a good consort, you can come to the consortium. <laughs> Summer fest. <laughs> we go to Orange County. Andrew. Hey, how are you? You know, I was all pissed off, and then Ted came on the line and got me laughing. Why are you pissed anyway, off, Andrew? It's Friday. Andy. Friday. Friday. Oh, that's right. What? Uh, but listen, I'm not happy with Patrice. Why? Patrice isn't happy about paying taxes. Why do you think we all pay taxes for police, fire? Have policemen ever been to my house? Have they ever been... No, where do the police guys go? To the black guys? Ah, shut up. Oh, and, and, and here's the thing. I'm not, a, I'm not upset about taxes. I'm upset about federal tax. Not a, not about state tax. State yeah. tax. Why? You don't, you don't Local taxes. Ooh. I'm going to tell you why, asshole. Um, it's because federal tax is illegal. Federal tax is robbery. You pay state tax, and what happens is it's called amortization, where Rhode Island, you pay state tax in Rhode Island, they take what is, um, not amortization, but, um, the size of the state. Rhode Island takes what you pay to them, and then Rhode Island pays the government to come do shit. Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to pay the government money. You're supposed to play the state, but you know what? You're a guy, you're a guy who goes, do, do, do it, and you're the fucking guy that when the shit hits the fan and you're standing around naked, you're looking for help, but you, I'm telling you now you're getting fucked so that when five years comes from now, you're going to go, maybe I should apologize to Patrice, but your whiteness won't let you do that. I'm trying to tell you now that it's fucking illegal. Federal income tax. It's criminal. It's slavery.
Well, and you pay it. And you fucking pay it. And I pay it, too, because I don't want to lose my fucking house. Exactly. But it's illegal. You take it in the Extortion. ass. Extortion. Don't be mad at me. I'm just saying you take it in the ass. Patrice, break down your property tax. I don't see a big part of that going to federal. It's because federal takes it separately. Because they take it now directly. Out of my paycheck. Out of your paycheck. It's illegal. No, that's what he's saying. Look, look, look. Look, look, look. Hold on, you dummy. What he's saying is the way it was supposed to work was we pay our state taxes, which include a state tax, your local tax, property tax, things like that. They're supposed to take care of all the business and then uh, kick some money up to the federal government to make sure the, the big highway that comes through that's federally uh, funded uh, gets paid for. So each state kicks a little more money up to the, the big boss. It's like fucking, you know, the mobsters. The federal government's the fucking Don, and all the states are the soldiers, and we're the fucking, you know, earners. The capo regimes! We don't, oh, shit. We don't give the money directly to the fucking boss. No, he whispers to Paulie, right. who, who does this while I do that. I can't remember the lines. All I'm saying is there's buffers, a lot and, of buffers. And again, and again, I'm not fucking saying I stand up to the government. They'll come. No, of course. And I'll be butt naked You're in the street. powerless to do but anything. I'm saying that's, what we're, that's how we're li living. Yeah. We're living a crime. Yes. And it's like, don't argue with me, motherfucker, because I got a big mouth. Yes. But I'm, I'm saying it's robbery. State tax is fine with me. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's, but it, but state tax it's are... Like, it's like you're playing pop like Bruce Springsteen or something. <laughs> oh, you asshole. You asshole. <laughs> I what? heard him cure the What a douchebag. <laughs> All right, thank you, sir. I wish you did that on Twitter. Uh, yeah, right. I heard him gear it up for a chip. Could just fucking <laughs> block a room. I fucking love chip tweets. There are things that the government does where you just sit there and go like, "Yeah, it's wrong. Everyone knows it's wrong, mm -hmm. uh, but there's nothing you could do about it, or else you will lose your shit and go to jail." There you go. We're on our way to time travel. We're going to be okay. I hope so. We're on our way to how time would we, travel. How would we stop that if we wanted to? It, there's got to be a bloody revolution. There has to be a... There's not going to be a... On a massive scale. You don't think... Not, I, not these dumb Wall Street guys. You us enough right now. Yeah. You, I'm going to tell you something. If, if you think about this $12 raise, the math. Yeah. You figure, I'm staying home Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go in no more. So you figure it's, a, it's $12, so uh, it's another 4 bucks. That's 20 bucks a week. How, how much is 20 bucks a week on a five-day scale a year? That twenty dollars, man. Like $2, I don't, I don't make square money, mm -hmm. but I can't imagine I, that a square person on a fixed in income, yeah, can afford that. I vividly How remember making. And no one gives. I a vividly fuck. remember How making shit survive. money working for a living, right. and that was a lot of money. I remember going to the ATM and fucking taking twenty bucks out. And being like, oh, looking at my balance, like, oh, I just took twenty out. I'm gonna make this last. I, re I vividly remember that. Patrice is so talking about the twelve dollars to fucking money to cross so over into Manhattan. Yes. Eight times five. It just went up four bucks for the cash guys, like we said. Eight times five is forty. 40. Mm. So you only had to take forty dollars a week out for your tolls if you did that. Now you have to take a hundred dollars out. Yeah. Because there's no twelve dollar thing that the ATM's kicking out. So you got to take a hundred. You have to take sixty more dollars out of your ATM and hopefully, like, save it. Yeah. To pay your tolls and save it to pay whatever else 
it's it's an extra hundred, really. You're you're, you're spending a hundred because what are you going to do? But if you if you have Easy Pass, a dollar fifty a week uh, a time. So get Easy Pass. Anyone without Easy Pass should believe, be forced to swim. But believe, even <laughs> but even the Easy Pass fee is it's disgusting. Point. It, it's disgusting. Just to just to cross into Manhattan in a tunnel, it's that's terrible. ridiculous. And there's nothing uh, we could do about that. Nothing. And the money was supposed to go to uh, you know just the, the 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 roads and the bridges, and then they made it where it's like, well, we'll take your toll money, and then we could shove it off to here, some fucking project for some crony guy that. This guy did a favor for ten years ago, yeah. so it doesn't even, you know, it's not even going to fill in the potholes and paint the fucking lines on Where the street. Where does it end, so though? Man. So what? What would be? Not that I'm mm. trying to do one. Advocate anything? What? Uh, what you think will happen that makes the people? Yeah. Say, oh shit! And everybody at there the same has time, to be. Americans right. all come together and go. The water's nah, boiling. Nah. You know. You know. It's let, boiling let me, right let now. Let me tell man. you what. The majority of the people in this country. Can go home. They turn on their fucking TV. It comes on. They get cable. They turn on their water. The water runs. They can yeah, take a shower. Two hundred dollars a month. We no, get cable. I, I, under, I understand. That's, I'm that not goes talking with about Patrice's point. It's getting it, ridiculous. Exactly. But it comes on. We need a point. I think where the government fucks up so badly that shit starts failing. Power companies literally start not being able to pump the power out anymore because the money isn't there to pay the guys that rewind the generators and copper coils or the copper's too expensive to buy. And it just has to get to the point where the system starts breaking down to where you turn your shit on and all of a sudden go, hey, my shit ain't coming on. Time to grab the guns. <laughs> that would be a revolution. But yes, the, te the technology. Well, that's what I'm talking about. But the technology is not just hurting. Like the fact that we can be caught with technology, or it's burning us. I don't just mean technology. I was using that, but I mean everything. I'm saying your it's, roads, it's your burning people who are higher though. up. It's burning people who are fucking higher up the ladder. Weiner yeah. is a fucking congressman, and he lost a gig because of fucking technology. It's not just burning the lower class people. Everybody is dealing with it the same way. Everybody's that's why paying I'm the talking same about price for the it. Second it affects anarchy, everybody. Anarchy is mm -hmm. different than revolution. Yeah, Anarch that would be anarchy, which would make the army come in and and just shoot everybody. Well, that's also revolution. You ha you need the the support of the army. So and anarchy, I, I don't know. Anarchy just takes a lot. The I think it's too much shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Mad is crazy. You you would need some other person that wouldn't be electable yet would make a good leader that the people and army would be behind. That's the only way a revolution ever fucking works. And then, and then, you know, when the government that was in place uh, goes to call on the army to to quell the revolution, the army says "fuck you," turns their tanks around, starts shooting at them, and before you know it, you got a complete new new government. Now, for that to happen in this country, <laughs> you got to go home in the freezing cold, no water, no TV, no food, no nothing, and then maybe people in this country, these lazy fucking sheep might actually get up off their ass and go, maybe we should do something. I think we're being fucked. Uh, it's happening down on Wall Street, Ann. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. Well, wow, that fucking Wall Street a, thing. I know that's a big oh, one for you. Oh, boy. Let me, They're taking over Wall bunch Street. bunch of little so, faggots. Shut up. So it, it's begun. They're taking over yeah. Wall Street on weekends when no one's down there. But they, they are yeah, in a way, yeah, though. At night when it's closed. Even though they are just a bunch of little jizz bags, they are in a way fighting people who are stealing or or, or saying They're something not. about people who are fucking they stealing know, from all of us. First of all, they don't n even know Can you explain what, what this is about for the people for. that I don't know? No, because they don't even know. They don't they're, know? They're doing this thing where, where uh, a bunch of uh, stink bags go to Wall Street every night and hang out with all of their fucking camera phones out 
waiting for the NYPD to hit them. That's their top priority, by the way. Fuck Wall Street. They don't even know how Wall Street works. This fucking uh, uh, walk on Wall Street, Occupy Wall Street, uh, whatever hashtag Occupy they want to use. They, they don't even know what they're doing down there. They have no idea. They saw what happened in Egypt and Syria and all these Middle Eastern countries with change in the government. And they're like, yeah, we could do it, too. Where's the blood on your hands? Where's your fucking, uh, where's your buddy Brad's brain splattered all over the side of your fucking head as you pick up a rock and throw it at a tank? You're a bunch of pussies. It's the American way of doing it, which is get your phones out. Hope some poor NYPD sap gets pissed enough to smack you so you can end his career and fucking uh, make a YouTube video. They're a bunch of faggots. They're not real. They're phony wannabe protesters. Get some blood on your hands and you might get a little respect from me. You're a bunch of pussies. We're all, all going to be part of the same mentality whether we like it or not that's oh. where this is going oh, it's where it's it's where it's defeated though man sounds, no it's not like it's not it's not because we, uh, i'm it's, too smart for people to be like it's me. not though literally individuality <laughs> and this whole thing about uh we have to fight them it really is we're we're, we're coming out of being apes it's the way we think. Yeah. We don't do anything. Can you picture fucking people that we think or beings that travel to this planet if they exist? Do you really think they're fucking fighting over property taxes on what planet they're Wouldn't on? Wouldn't that be hysterical? You go so far have, beyond interstellar that. travel I think, I think and they're pissed. Are. I think they probably you are. Think they are. I no. think wherever there's an interstellar in the travel tax, <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> I can't go. I guarantee I, there is. Because we are made up of the same shit, shit in the that universe. everybody's made up of. Right? <laughs> Just because you got advanced. a big head and black eyes <laughs> and skinny yeah. weird arms, the motherfuckers yeah. is arguing Deal with the same shit over cable. Can you know? Because when you look when, the, the, from the days people bashed each other over the head and literally just fucking hid from a lion. If you yeah. would have told them, you'll be quietly texting people and communicating silently. They would that would have seemed like that will no, never they would fucking happen. your head in with a rock. Exactly. And then eat your phone. You don't know what it is. <laughs> well, this, but, I, but I think there's a human nature that uh, will stop yeah. what you think. Human what? nature can be it's overcome. Almost, it's all it's chemicals. It's like Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's chemicals. It's like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. He's like, chaos this, theory. Is, this is yeah. amazing, but something... Something's going to fuck up here. It's not going to happen. It's just nature is going to do some shit. Well, it, yeah. it just, it's going to do something. To stop nature that. can absolutely be controlled. It can absolutely be fucking manipulated and have you, once you're beyond a certain point, the nature is, is fairly powerless over you. Once, no, once you, it always finds it. It's like that, squeezing fucking clay in your hand. It's going to come out your fingers. Yeah, it's, you can't. You can't. It's all chemical reactions. It's no, all chemical. No, no but, but, that, but it changes. The chemistry changes. You fucking, yeah, it's all chemistry, but maybe these two chemicals ain't mixed yet, and you don't know what's going to happen. When you fuck with nature and yeah. beings and, and even humanity or the animal world, plants, whatever the fuck you fuck with, something happens, adapts, evolves, and changes yeah. to shove it back in your fucking face or to work. One or the other, but it's going to change. And that big lighter that we have in the sky that everybody's <laughs> always trying to fucking control, it, it's... It's the it's the basis of our life. Yeah. And I just look at some people don't believe in God. The the, the fact that the sun exists and we exist, it, that's God to me. And <laughs> yeah. it's very godlike. It's very where you go, hey man, look, uh, Irene could have destroyed whatever you know, yeah. or or or, or uh, you know, Katrina did. We can't control 
nature will do something to make us stop thinking that we're we're, we're all fucking mighty. Nature will always be able to kill people, but even the sun eventually expanding, we're going to be able to leave this planet and just colonize other places. You think? Even absolutely. You're just that based on what? How you feel? No, on the fact that that's what the Kaku says and a lot of theoretical. That's where technology's going. And there's already that we've, uh, look how we've much come in two hundred years. Give me the principles on how we're going to travel. Okay, I, okay. From what I know, I'm not a scientist, obviously. We eventually conquer. Theories. We eventually learn what wormholes are and how to travel through interstellar space and how to colonize things in space. And look at how far we've come in 200 years of industrial technology, or 250 years. Multiply that by 500 more years or a thousand more years. But what are we where done? we're going we to be technologically? We sent that. We've sent something in space. That just goes. We know subatomic particles exist. We fucking, from, from bashing each other over the head, we are now fucking fighting cancer. We understand all these things that we didn't understand a couple hundred years ago. I'm waiting for the shit from the fly. A couple hundred yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah, we no need. shit. To zip us over somewhere. I don't think it's going to happen. Absolutely will happen. Oh, it'll absolutely happen. Absolutely. We can't wrap our brains around it right now, but it's going to happen. Of course we will. Of course we will. It's just I'm a matter of just fucking passing the speed of light. All I can see us colonizing like Mars somewhere close. The dinosaurs. I think dinosaurs ah, there you fucking go. watch television. And they lived a lot <laughs> longer than we did. Stephen, Stephen Hawking theorized black holes. He knew what they were. They said he was crazy. He's a fucking idiot. And now they find evidence of black holes. It's like they can kind of see this stuff a little bit down the road. This is 200 years in. We're fucking 250, 300 years into technology. So 200 years is what you think? It, it multiplies faster think, and faster and faster and faster. I don't think it's, we're going to yeah. have jets in cars. No, I don't either. I don't think we're going to have jets People in are responsible. It, it, look at computers. That they say now that on your phone, basically we have computers that we carry that are more powerful than what NASA used to oh, send yeah. the fucking astronauts to the moon. True that. That's in, 30 years. More That's a toaster. That's 30 <laughs> fucking years. Uh, so it, what do you think we're going to do? Other than, see, technology, I think, has really the, the what technology has given us is, is basically communication. Right. It's not. Now, it, I don't think it's really upped our ability uh, Space-wise, I don't think the shuttle is any more amazing than the fucking Apollo 18. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't think we've really developed off this planet. I think we developed on it. I think we've learned how to genetically modify shit and experiment on rats and do certain things and go, oh, and medicines and everything else. But I don't think that we are going to do anything that's going to break. We have the, a hard time okay, leaving like, uh, the planet. Like, we've only been to the, to the moon, <laughs> yeah. supposedly. A couple of times, once. yeah. You're not a supposed a times. guy, are you? More yeah. than once. Well, you've been there like ten I times. I never was until I started thinking, why, don't we, why haven't we been there again? We went there six times. It seems okay. like it would be yeah. easier. Here's how, you, here's how you travel. Here's how you travel. Yeah, I'll yeah. answer your question. would be easier now. You, you talk about but fucking no. these printers they have that can now print genetic material. So eventually, once we learn how to, uh, to navigate wormholes and all that stuff, and now they're saying they can send neutrinos fucking faster than the speed of light, you start sending... Once they break down your DNA and a computer can actually take you apart and put you together DNA-wise and print you out on a fucking printer, and once your entire mentality, like Kurzweil talks about, is on a computer, which is going to happen because it's all just chemical and they, shit. And they print your soul, too, you The soul is a, is, is a fucking... is a religious theory. No, 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 no. They... they print out what makes you right it's you. all chemicals it's all particles it's all subatomic particles 
all of it, and the personality, things we define as personalities, are all chemically explainable somehow. We can't explain it yet, but once they figure mm. that out, 500 years from now, you'll be uploaded on a computer. Like, and I believe Craig that's Walden very said unspiritual that. of you. Of course yeah, it is, but it's I the truth. Imagine that I don't know if it's the truth. Who you are? It sure is they weird. Can. Sure they can. I can't figure. I understand the whole chemistry behind yes. humanity. Uh, believe me, uh, but. There is that fucking spark that makes you you. But what is that spark? I don't know. That's just it. It might just be like you say, a bunch just of fucking DNA, little yeah. glands going squish. Of course it is. Squish. Ooh, a little squish, more. Squish, we put squish. a little more of this. It's like a cake, you know? You give everyone the same ingredients. They put a little more in this one. It's going to taste a little different. But don't but, figure that out eventually. But, exactly. I, 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 I totally don't know. believe that. I, 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 there's got to be something that is completely inexplicable at this point that makes you sure. you and me me. Absolutely. There's oh, yeah. subatomic chem things that go on that we can't explain. Explain, but, but I, I hate to break, but it literally. But you think everything, everything that can be, be duplicated. Of course, would spit out an exact Jimmy Norton. An exact Jimmy Norton. Emotions can be replicated. Emotions can be created. Look, so a big boom happens. Every single living creature goes. Ah! We all look. We're not that different. We're all from the same. It's the same chemical thing that happens to fucking everybody. Not, not Clooney in an action movie. Well, that's different. That though. shit blows up. <laughs> he goes that shit beyond. blows up behind him, and he still just keeps walking <laughs> toward the car. Can I ask Beautiful. Anthony something? There's a couple things in there. Why aren't we on the moon just hanging out at this point? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Because that's the thing. With, but why aren't we? Where I did the quote-unquote thing. I'm not a big... You don't think we land on the moon? Fake, but it's strange no, I know it. that well, we're not hanging out I on would, the moon. I would guarantee we went there. But we went... The space program went in a whole other direction. The funding stopped. Right. We were going for a more low-orbital uh, launching platform for Mars missions. That's what the whole space station's up there for. Changed our for whole mission. So the moon, we've been there, looked at some rocks. Uh, they're still studying shit and that we brought is, back. There's nothing to get from the moon. What is with Mars? People are fascinated with it's it. It's the near planet. What I'm thinking we can make a, uh, what I like to call a Mars. shake and bake planet it's out of it. It's just because it's the next step. Well, you never been you to know the, the company, planet. we yeah. manufacture those. But why, why don't we the have a aliens. moon station in what? It just isn't we don't profitable. Why would we need a moon station? Right, but they're just thinking cool. about, they are thinking about it as a launching base for a Mars mission. Right. But there's no reason to have people living on the moon. We have a space station. But that would just be so cool. Yeah, but they don't do things because can, it's cool. And we can monetize that <laughs> they shit. They don't do stuff it because it's cool. It seems like If you could go to the moon and hang out for, a, you know, a, well, a, a I, weekend. Well, as <laughs> tourism? It seems but like get that. Why not? It seems like that, that aluminum foil thing. <laughs> yeah. Would have had trouble getting off the moon. It yeah. seems like we could have took the shuttle and just um, went to the moon. And just went there. Yeah, the shuttle landed, wasn't and, made for that shit. And the shuttle, and that's and that's been our only uh, our only elevation is the shuttle. The sh all the since shuttle was made for is to make a, is a truck to take shit up to the space station, deliver it, and come back. That is it to make that fucking space station. And that that was the the whole mission, and now that the space station's built, uh, now they want to take materials up. They want to start building uh, a platform to launch stuff to uh, to Mars. And then when you get enough equipment For on what? Mars, put people there on Mars, so the eyes can get big when there's no air. <laughs> <laughs> Three titted fucking chicks and hot little midgets. For what? For what? Because deep, deep down, we know that sun is not going to be there forever. Right. So we're just trying to figure it out. 
Well, it'll be there. Just life it, in general is it, trying to figure it out. It so deep down, forever. I think if you look at some oh, type well, of... Uh, not, it, oh, well, as far as we're concerned. If oh, yeah. there's a way, and they did touch on this in, in movies, you know, like Total Recall and, and Aliens. Uh, Sunshine. The, the, the um, making a planet inhabitable from something that is just uninhabitable. They said they found a big Earth, too. They call it... Like, super Earth. Super Earth. Earth super, super Earth. And yeah, pay, but they, but they need something close. See, we need something close at this point. If there's a way to go to Mars and set up a, a, a base on Mars that can be colonized and turn the, the carbon dioxide atmosphere into an oxygen atmosphere using, you know, plants breathing carbon dioxide. Fuck so that. you, you put, you put some dome. plants there Let's and they spit out oxygen. So... You know, you, you start slowly in a, in a dome. Let's just, and you know, but let's you just know go dome. That'll, that'll take a you. You long see fucking, fucking time. Not a Discovery Channel things about how plants became I know. over zillions and billions of years. But a long fucking time. But if You're we right. can make them, if we can make them and do what they took millions of years to do through evolution, if we figure out how to do that on a computer, you can do it very quickly. Dude, I think once we start, we... I we can grow hands now. We can grow skin. How long did it take you to grow your adult hand? How th Now, <laughs> the way they can do it on a fucking printer, they can do it almost immediately. Wish the boss was here. Five minutes. How long did it take you to grow that reptilian I, I, thing? I just, I just think the closer we think we get to God, the closer we get to to death, because oh, it's just like yeah. I think that we are, because we think we're the shit, because we think, because we yeah, have yeah. an idea of what's good and bad or what's right and wrong. But it's like you know, like you go into the animal thing. Lions ain't thinking about that. They're living with us, and lions are just going, "Hey, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like when I watch you know those specials, and I see a lion kill a baby something, and you go, "That piece of shit lion, I want to just shoot him." He's not, there's no he's consequence. Not, he's there's not no, thinking that we, shit. We think we're something humans because we think we think. You don't think that big water buffalo looking at the baby one getting all ripped apart, he, he just gave birth to it, is sitting there going, oh, man. It's it's sad. It looks all sad. Doesn't it look sad? It's, it's, like, it's like, oh, it's, man. It's literally, but the lion is not killing it based on, on something Anger. personal or yeah. or sport or anything. We, we have... A, emotions that make us think that we're elevated some sort of way yeah but, but yeah. i think that we are just like dinosaurs at some point something's gonna happen and then fun daughter barbarian motherfuckers <laughs> are gonna be riding around <laughs> and then fucking we're gonna be the time traveling people that live under the ground and then it's gonna be another four billion years it'll be nothing here then another five billion it'll be something here yeah. then the sun goes out but it'll be something here that can live when the sun when is the sun not goes there. Right, right. We, we are living at God's time. If you don't believe in God, you, it, I'm saying God, but I mean nature, man. We're here. Yeah. Whatever your definition with, of God is. I like God the idea is. of what you said with right. the sun. And, and you know what? You can't even look at the sun. You can't. With the naked eye. No, if, that mean, isn't a, if that isn't a, a fucking spiritual thing, it gives you life. It gives everything on this planet life. But don't and look at it. you can't even look at nah, it. Put on sunglasses. Look right at the fucking thing. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck that big ball that of dumb gas. <laughs> Fuck it. It's ass. It's going to eat the earth in four billion years or whatever. And then we're, it's, we're gone. I love Jimmy's take The sun's on. a big hunk of shit. And it's <laughs> an average star. It, the, the sun is it's the five-inch five dicks of right, stars. Right. You think there's shit living on these planets? Uh, God. Of, of course, yeah. Because it's it's 
it may not just something that we don't give a fuck about. It's the principles of of life. It's right. just mm-hmm. other life. We got to get Kevin yeah. Smith on the line. He's been on yeah, hold for way uh, too long. Twenty minutes. Hey, Kevin, oh, if shit. you if you're smoking pot this morning, this has to sound good. <laughs> the mornings that I would be sitting here blazed listening going oh this is amazing I can't I gotta drive someplace so, <laughs> oh shit oh, I'm sitting here for 20 minutes staring at my weed going just like smoke it <laughs> 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 and join the conversation join in talk about the shake and bake environment shake and bake we call it a shake and bake cup we do call this pot talk man we go we get into pot talk shit <laughs> I love that yeah the Paul Reiser voice before yeah yeah the Paul Reiser you know, uh, we manufacture these. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I him in like fucking, I think that's one of his best roles ever is uh, him in Aliens. He, I, I, it's when he gets it in the elevator. Yeah. It's justified. Nobody feels bad. Not a person fun. feels bad for him in that one. When he comes over with the lieutenant, and he's like, come on, kiddo. You got to get back on that horse, kiddo. He calls her kiddo. He's and like, spare me. Uh, he, he's wonderful, but that movie belongs to Newt. Yeah, Newt mm. is the best. Yeah, yeah. mostly. Mostly. <laughs> they mostly come out at night. Nobody calls me Rebecca. <laughs> you know, the dead kid. <laughs> Nobody We're calls me. We're on radio this morning, gentlemen. For the last 20 minutes I heard, I, I was imagining myself sitting in a car somewhere driving to work, and I was like, that's radio. That's well, cool, man. Kevin, yeah, to summarize, fun. where are you at with all that that we just talked about? Uh, my feeling on, on all of it is that you guys are, uh, again, not stoned enough to jump into the deeper <laughs> pool, but I, I and, and while I think it's important to be vigilant, uh, it's it's awfully depressing this early in the morning. <laughs> so uh, so uh, I, I, may I interject another point of view? Yeah, uh, perhaps simplistic, but uh, it's how I get through a confusing, savage, and indifferent world. Mm. If we're still simply fighting over property taxes, uh, sending texts of our cocks, or watching the Kardashians. Everything's fine. <laughs> then everything's that still means cool. We're not trying to figure out like which one of our friends to eat to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, I like I like how simple you just. Yeah, made that's it. a pretty good point. Bravo, uh, yeah, but but other people call those distractions. You know? I, I agree, and, and I it can go from one day. Life is not worth living, and I think you guys examined it right to the point of. Uh, Human inexistence, but thank God, even though we're, we'll be replaced by things billions and billions of years uh, as they follow, we're going to be imprinted. That was the one thing I heard in all of that. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, if to be able to live on, to have yourself DNA encoded, and if it is, if personality is, like Jimmy says, simply just chemical, um, to be able to be imprinted and, and live beyond the body, that's what I've been trying to do on Twitter for the last four years. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, literally imprinting myself on Twitter so it'll live beyond me. Yeah, that shit's going to be there uh, for quite a while. People will be able to look back and, and say, wow, that was uh, Kevin Smith. But no, it was his personality. No one's going to read our shit. That is, this is Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah still there. Uh, Kevin, uh, watched Red State again. Because uh, I was talking about, it does have a rewatchability factor there, and uh, uh, I was watching it with my chick, and I, again, just uh, what what great performances by all these people. Hands just, down, it's acting porn, man. If you mm-hmm. like watching people act and act well, it's great. And the it is so for you, just those friggin' surprise moments uh, that just make you go, wait, wait a minute, as a that gun, can't as a gun, happen. As a, 
as a gun person, did you feel like the guns really played? Like, since there's no score in the movie, yeah, those guns just live out there, really, like, big and loud. So much so that, like, if you watch, if I put score in that movie... Uh, people would be like, oh, man, they would never notice the length of that gunfight scene. Without music, people always go, it's a really long gunfight. It's a fantastic gun battle because, first of all, there's many different types of weapons, uh, and it's not like the old movies where they all sound the same. They got that different sound to them. And to see, like, a crazy old woman firing off a fucking AK-47. It's hilarious. And and uh, that little chit-chat that she's having uh, with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, the, the, the preacher there uh, on either side of the window yeah. as, as rounds are just flying through and broken glass and little pieces of wall. And they're not even acknowledging them. They're just they're just conversing with each other. Right. That's a great scene. I was watching that uh, again. Like I said, the rewatchability is amazing. And to because uh, then I'm able to kind of pick up more detail. And that moment is fantastic. Not even acknowledging that there are hundreds of rounds flying in at them, uh, and they're just having this pleasant little smiling conversation. Well, they're just that's conviction, isn't it? Like at yeah. the end of the day, even though they're in the midst of. Uh, having a gun battle with the ATF, they have the the conviction of knowing that once they die, and particularly that's what the conversation is about, because she's like, I don't want to live in this world. Anymore. Right? Yeah. 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 Once they're dead, that's it. They're going to a simply going to a better place. And you know, look, I believe in conviction. You know, just not taking it that far. Well, that is pretty far. Who did? I, I must say, yeah, nobody knows it's on Go. the other side. Yeah. It's kind of just. You know, that's the idea of faith. Like, there is no true uh, uh, root for the belief, but they uh, base it on faith alone. And I get that. You know, I was mm -hmm. raised a Catholic, and I still believe in God and whatnot. But uh, I, since nobody has ever gone over to the other side, come back and explained what it is, <laughs> I'd always be suspect of anybody who says, when you die, and it's followed by some promise of something better than here. That is the original huckster, man. That is the original big con. That's the it's carny. It's so easy to tell somebody, I know what happens after, and what happens after is ice cream and fucking blowjobs for eternity. <laughs> you know, it's a way to control here in this world, where it's just like, look, if, if you follow these simple rules, ten of them, next life, you get to do whatever you want. You put your dick in anything you want. If you're a dude, if you're a chick, they give you a dick and they let you put your dick in anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, the, the, to Ant's point, who did the sound for the movie? Because the sound was ridiculously good, Kevin. Oh, my God. Well, you put me on the spot. Uh, he, 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 the dude is amazing. I, I, I've got him. I'm failing at figuring out his name because this is the first thing I ever worked with him on. And oh, wow. on Red State, this was one of the first projects where I literally let everybody do their jobs. I used to be a guy that was up in every department, like uh, up in everybody else's grill, trying to work every department. And on Red State, I was I was much more laid back, much more like, how would you do it? You know, most people, right. that's your job as a director. They just come to you and ask questions. So when people would come to me on this flick and, you know, it'd be like, well, what do you want? I'd be like, hey, man, how would you do it? Because when you put it back on them, suddenly they're representing their department or it's like, oh, my idea is going to be represented in this movie? <laughs> I get to make a little piece of the movie or something like that? Boom, they bring their a game yeah the guy knew what he was doing holy, oh it's such holy a big bad shit. way and i sat down with him um after the first pass and i said look man i'm, I'm certainly not gonna tell you how to do your job but there's no score in this movie so right now you are the score so this is like you know a mixer's dream you can go nuts yeah like crazy nuts um it, you know he figured out ways to like just rhythmically uh, kind of throw boilers under one another like under when the 
boys are being chased uh, through the underground uh-huh. uh, by by uh, Ralph Garman with a gun, Caleb. Um, there's this kind of which kind of like you go, well, that's score, but it's not. It's literally just the noise of like the boiler down there. Yeah, it, yeah. Sound, it sounds like some kind of a machine. Mm-hmm. And, and the guns, uh, uh, guns have always been like they could take you out of mov- a movie if they don't sound right. right. Um, and I think the first movie that really fucking made guns sound great was Die Hard. Yeah. Like everything before that, if you watch Scarface, especially the original, I think they might have tried to fix it. But every gun, no matter what they shot, sounded like the old pew, pew, pew. Just crap. And Die Hard, the first time I saw it, when they fired off those guns and it was all bottom end, like it fucking shook the theater when you saw it. That is some shit. I wonder if if it's either going to be Joel Silver or John McTiernan kind of responsible for that. Like, of course, there was a sound mixer and a guy that went off and created and, and recorded the sound. Yeah. Somebody has to pull the trigger and go, like, I hate these gun sounds. They sound ridiculous. Can we get better guns? Yeah. And it had to be one of those two guys. And at that point, things changed because up until then, sound wasn't like a marketing tool, really. No, no. You know, it's like you don't sell a movie going, like, come out and see it because it sounds awesome. But that was part of Die Hard's whole campaign. Like, it'll blow you out the back of the theater. Yeah, it and did. Like part of it. <laughs> and when you do, when you stand apart, just even a little bit, and as dopey as, like, hey, man, our, our guns sound better than their guns, people are going to notice. And back then, particularly, everybody knows. Then everybody just adapts, and it becomes the standard. Yeah, I see it! <laughs> I love that when he shot that <laughs> yeah, that big bazooka thing. Right before he shoots it when the uh, the uh, truck is coming into the building and die hard. Oh, my God, dude. I was, I was Last night I went to, you know, Jimmy Kimmel does this kind of uh, San Gennaro feast out here. Yeah. A miniature version of it. So um, I, I, we went. It was the opening night. And Agent Johnson from Die Hard. Oh, uh, which uh, one? Robert Dalby. Oh. He's given up, like, I guess he's, he doesn't act as much anymore. He is the singer. So he was singing. I was looking up. All of a sudden, I heard Frank Sinatra singing. I was like, that's crazy, like a dead ringer. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. So much so, you thought they were just playing music. And you look up on stage, and it's Robert Davi. It's Agent Johnson. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Agent Johnson. Johnson, not related. Yes. Uh, actually, we got to fucking, we actually have to go. All right, no worries. Uh, I got to go, too. Can I plug what I got to plug? Yes, sure, absolutely. Uh, go ahead, man. Red State is happening this Sunday. Uh, in in bunch of theaters where they show the movie and then we stream a Q and A into it. I'm doing it out here in Los Angeles at the New Beverly Theater. We show the movie and then afterwards we do a Q and A where it's the audience in that audience, uh, the audience in in the one in the New Beverly, and then also we're taking questions from the audiences who attend around the country who are watching it streamed into the to the um, their theaters in the New York. Future. It's at the uh, Lincoln Center Film Society, Lincoln Center at the IFC Center. Um, and in Brooklyn, it's at Indie Screen, but it's all over the country. There's about 50 screens, I think. If you go to coopersdell.com, C-O-O-P-E-R-S-D-E-L-L.com, um, it's, it's just this Sunday, man. It's going to be kind of fun. So you can watch the movie in a theater with killer sound. Here, them bullets. And then right after the movie, they stream a Q&A in. So you sit there and watch Q&A like you're in the room with me. Cole, you're, you're taking uh, the future, man. I love it. The thanks. future. Kevin, uh, thanks, thanks Kevin. so much, man. And uh, everybody, Excellent please Excellent go show. see it, man. See That's you soon, cool. buddy. Thanks. All right. Later. Oh, we got Kevin will be in soon. Yeah, uh, we got Dr. Kaku Yeah, Dr. On the line. Kaku is uh, on the line. Sorry to make you wait there, sir. You're a very busy guy today with this info that came out overnight, huh? 
Yeah, very busy. I was just on uh, Good Morning America this morning. Yeah. And, you uh, braggart. <laughs> hey, did, did, uh, that's good. About uh, satellites falling from the sky. Yes. Even Einstein's theory might be wrong. Oh, I, we forgot about the satellite. Where yeah. is that going to fall about? Well, uh, what area of the world? It is that it's going to fall between 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock, probably in the Pacific or probably near Chile. But it's cold, right? Oh. I hope they don't take out the Eddie, Eddie Vedder guy. No. Hi, yeah, hi, doc- hi, Dr. Kaku. It's Jim Norton. Right, hi. And I wanted to uh, <laughs> say, did you? Uh, I, I had long ago theorized, and I remember uh, saying that the uh, neutrinos would probably travel faster than the speed of light. Uh, how, how do you, are you surprised to hear that? Do you think there's a flaw in their math? Well, I think there's a flaw in their experiment. However, they say that they've checked it over and over again that. Neutrinos fired from Switzerland to Italy, 450 miles away, uh, arrived 60 billionths of a second faster than expected. Well, maybe it was just windy or something. No, I don't think so. (laughs) No? This result has to be looked at very carefully, because Einstein's theory is the bedrock, the foundation of all of modern science. Uh, This phone call, GPS, atomic bombs, lasers, uh, black holes, expanding universes, all of it depends on Einstein's theory. So if Einstein is wrong, oh my God! But isn't it possible that he got like that? that maybe he just scratched the surface, and maybe there's there's three hundred more layers that he missed just because there's no way we could know it without computer help. Well, we think there is a layer below Einstein's theory. However, that layer is very exotic. Uh, that layer opens up only at the instant of the Big Bang, and the center of a black hole. However. In Italy, we don't expect to see violations of Einstein's theory with the neutrino beam, and that's why a lot of physicists are having a heart attack right now, contemplating the fact that every single physics textbook, every single experiment has to be revised if this experiment holds up. Wow. Well, maybe, because uh, yeah, I, I used to joke about, like, I bowl like a bunch of neutrinos. You know, everybody would laugh. Uh, I don't think they would. I don't think they'd laugh. Uh, now, now, why would this... Um... <laughs> How would this change anything, to tell you the truth? Uh, life still goes on. We still uh, sure. we still wake up in the morning. I mean, thank you. And what's a split second, really? I'm still finished in 30 it. seconds. Look at, look at the Internet. Look at communication satellites. All of it depends on electronics, which in turn depends on relativity theory. Sure. So if relativity is totally wrong, this phone conversation is going to go poof. Wait, 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 wait. Einstein was a hack, from what I understand. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now, now, but, 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 but wouldn't that... It was all puffy. Just the fact that our GPS does work, there. and all this does, in fact, work, doesn't that say that nothing will change because it would have yeah. changed? That's why I suspect that they made a mistake. Ah, see? Yeah, years ago, in the 1960s, there was even more sensational news that the speed of light rose in daytime and fell at nighttime, according to one physics experiment. Mm. So people said that's a hard thing to believe, that the speed of light could rise and fall with the day. Then it turns out that the experimental apparatus was outdoors and was sensitive to temperature of outdoors, and that's why they were getting the speed of light varying between morning and night. Oh, of course, yes. Dr. Kaku, this is, uh, this is Jim Norton. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it strike you as odd, though, that as much as we learned that Einstein would have pegged the main theory this kind of soon after uh, industrial uh, technology began. Doesn't it seem kind of odd that he would have gotten it right this early in the game for us as a species who's possibly going to travel in space someday or or live in space? That's true. It would seem like the odds would be... uh, Looking at it historically, we realize that Einstein was ahead of his time. 
His special relativity beat out his competitors, but the general theory, I think, is maybe 50 years ahead of its time. Hmm. Uh, even today, we're shocked at how advanced it is, given right. the fact that it was proposed in 1915. Probably because he was. Is Isaac and... Newton in, uh, in uh, uh, what's the other dude? Isaac Newton in. in Bill Co- Tetley? Co- Bill Tetley and Copernicus. Copernicus. Are, they, are they hacks in your profession at this point? Are they antiquated, or is Isaac Newton still a yeah. pretty, pretty cool dude? <laughs> if you're an Apple salesman. Yeah. Inside the solar system at low velocities, we still use Newton's laws of motion to shoot space satellites to Saturn and Jupiter. Uh, we don't use Einstein's theory because we go near the speed of light. However, lasers, GPS, the internet, lasers. all lasers. of that use things near the speed of light. And then Einstein's theory, not Newton's theory, is used in high-tech work. So all the high-tech wizardry that we see around us with iPods and iPads and Internet and microwave uh, towers, all of that comes from Einstein. So here's a question, Dr. Kaku. Um, uh, Jim was saying something earlier that I disagree with, that they uh-huh. can they can recreate you. Like, do you think one day they'll be able to recreate who you are? Um, I know you don't have a soul, but it, it's like... Or not that you don't have soul, but you know you don't believe in God. Whatever, whatever. But they can well, actually cre- create you, and you actually go, "Oh shit, I'm still here as me," as opposed to a clone that looks like you DNA wise, but doesn't have your same uh, essence or whatever you call it. Well, this Fear. is actually a subject of debate among physicists because teleportation. Mm. We've actually attained it at the atomic level. And one day, if we teleport Captain Kirk, uh, then who is this imposter over there who claims to be Captain Kirk, mm-hmm. who, who sells Priceline, and uh, has all the personality quirks of Captain Kirk? Well, is it possible, this is this is Jim Norton again, is it possible that if, if you learn, now Ray Kurzweil talks about, and I'm not saying he's the be-all, end-all, but lo- loading ourselves eventually onto computers and your personality and who you are will be on a computer. Is it possible that if that's how simple it is and if everything is just a chemical reaction that is eventually figured out by computers and there is no difference between the uploaded version of me, essence-wise, and the me that's talking to you right now, that you could technically live in two places at one time, just like, say, a, a 60 billionth of a second apart? Uh, yeah, and if we have quantum teleportation and we're able to create a copy of you atom for atom, then in principle there might be more than one copy of you, and <clears throat> it's within the laws of physics. I'm not mm. saying that it's possible. So if they clone you, they they would you it, it's it's theoretically theoretically there could be a clone of Dr. Kaku who is also a physicist. Yeah, you can't rule it out. There's no, there's no law of physics preventing that. Put it that way. But who also However, thinks I like you too? Hundred years from attaining that kind of uh, capability. A hundred years. But what about an exact parallel thinking between the two? Because it's such an accurate uh, representation of the other that that whatever chemical reaction makes thought and your thought process and your own soul would there can there be exact duplicate thinking and reasoning well that's beyond our capability and i think maybe for a hundred years that's going to be beyond our capability Hundred years so that's nothing a little more than that a tape recorder and the tape recorder sounds like you. The tape recorder has all the mannerisms of you. It does not mean it is you. Right. Yeah. And it's going to take, you know, many, many decades before we can get a tape recorder to mimic your personality, to be spontaneous. 
Uh, be hilarious, right? But but but, 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 but again, you talked to you a hundred years ago, a hundred years from now, maybe you're not saying it's an impossibility. You're saying we're probably a hundred years out from that type of thing with technology uh, advancing. It's advancing as quickly right. and, and and as it is. So so I once that no once law of physics preventing it. Once that's accomplished, then that is immortality. Yes. Well, yeah, but who wants to live inside a tape recorder? Who wants to live? Inside no, 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 no. The cloning, the actual making of y another you. Yeah, it's conceivable. You can't rule it out. So that then that will be now. Um, you will now be uh, uh, immortal. Because, immortal. But would you have? Would you have all the memories that you had had in your first body? Into that second body, so you can continue being. Why not? Just yes. program it into it's your It's all chemical new body. stuff. We just don't right. know how it works yet. But once a computer, once we figure out chemically what is a memory, what is that visual image that becomes a memory in your mind? How does your mm -hmm. mind relate something and remember it sure. and see it? That could be re uh, re yeah, be fucking easy. It's like it's like this, dittos. This is the thing. The Big Bang Theory. Oh, I'm sorry, Doctor. What's that, Doctor? If you could replace every neuron in your brain with a transistor and have a duplicate brain made out of transistors with exactly the same architecture as your own brain, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then it would, in principle, have the same responses. That is, same personality. Right. It would have the same wishes, goals, instincts. This is Doc... It fires the same. This is Jim Norton again. How are you? Hi. I Just curiosity. This is an odd thing. Now, you think that our universe may have started... Uh, coming out of the kind of the ass end of a black hole. Is that correct? Is that a possibility? Is a, there is a possibility that maybe we are a white hole. Oh, we should tell them about the video hole. I saw. Doesn't it sound odd, though, that we just... Doesn't, doesn't the whole thing we come from, like, this little atom seem a little... Is it possible that we kind of were a, con, a condensed planet or something from another universe? And you know how it gets down to singularity and it kind of kicked us out... The ass end of a uh, of a black but it, hole, it, it, like but we're just debris. a very a much smaller version of something that was say a, yeah. a foot long. But of you, like the super, Earth. you know what well, it, it, things that aren't explained. I'm sorry, go ahead. Dr. <laughs> we, we could be a white hole instead of absorbing a white hole, which basically just shows up on time as opposed to a black hole. <laughs> but can I ask this? Can I, can I ask this? We fucking <laughs> oh guys, <laughs> we, we know, we know. Yeah. That the heart beats and what the heart does and what, right. it does. but we That's don't right. know how it. We don't know what the motor is. There's no real beginning to the heart or even this Big Bang theory. To me, it's like there was a before the Big Bang theory. There was a something before the Big Bang. Like the idea of nothingness doesn't register with yeah, me. Yeah, we like, can't. Just, we can't wrap our minds around. How to start nothing. with nothingness? Well, but then nothingness is something. Right. 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 What, what's that, well, Dr. Kako? You think what happened before the Bang Bang was that there was the multiverse. If our universe is a soap bubble that's expanding, that there could be other soap bubbles out there in a multiverse which looks like a bubble bath. And these bubbles fission, creating like baby bubble bubbles, which yeah. then expand, giving you the Big Bang Theory. And the what's in take me away or something. <laughs> exactly, the Chip. Bangs could be happening all the time. But what's, uh, what's, what's in between? Universes. What's in between these... Uh, What's that? Beyond the, uh, beyond the bubble, hyperspace. So it's basically space that is oh. expanding. But then people ask, what is the Big Bang expanding into? If the bubble is three-dimensional, then what it's expanding into is four, five, six dimensions. Oh, shit. Up to eleven dimensions. So we think that in eleven dimensions, that is the true arena of the multiverse. Wow. So and do you guarantee? Do you guarantee that? That the idea of aliens, that they're always smarter than us. Could we possibly be the highest developed creature in the universe? 
I find it very unlikely, given the fact that the Kepler telescope, Kepler satellite has now surveyed the galaxy. One out of every 200 stars apparently has an Earth-like planet going around it. Hmm. And so I think that we can now calculate how many planets there are in the galaxy that are Earth-like. It's in the billions. And that's only our galaxy. So, but I'm saying, do you think we could be... The 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 smartest creature in the whole universe. He's saying no. That's almost That's impossible. Very unlikely. Hmm. In which case, other civilizations could be thousands, millions of years ahead of us, because the universe is 13.7 billion years old. So what's a million years out of 13.7 billion years? Now, okay, here's that's the question. 13.7 billion years. What was the year before that? Do you understand? Like. That's what confuses me that my mind can't get my head around yeah. is the nothingness before the existence of the universe. Right. What's that? What do you think it was? Our universe is probably connected by an umbilical cord to a parent universe. There was another universe that existed before our universe. Jesus, that's wow. a lot of time. So 13.7. Peel off baby soap bubbles. Now, you're saying 13.7, and they say that's a kind of a give or take, like a 40-year ratio? I go with the soap bubble. I'm going so bubble. Uh, we know the age of the universe to within 1% accuracy. So you should celebrate its birthday or something, get that big hat. Oh, Chip. Dr. Kakuku, is it possible Ooh. that we're already connected to a, a, a higher life form? Uh, where? I mean, where would this higher exactly. life form? Exactly. I, I, I don't know do how mean? the connection would be, but from somewhere else, where they're way more advanced than us, and we're already connected to them in some way, connected but we just don't way? know that. I don't know. Like, I'm not a physicist. Wait, tell wait, fucking they, dick jokes. They gave us the ingredients to soap and then left. Yes. Dr. Kakuku. Somehow there's already a connection. We just don't, we're not smart enough on our level to even understand that yet. Some physicists have said that maybe the aliens are already here, perhaps on the moon, just like in the movie 2001. Uh, uh, they would send robots to explore the moons of the universe, because moons are quite stable, and they would essentially have listening posts. And so maybe on our moon there is evidence of a previous visitation, mm -hmm. but we are about 100 years uh, away from having the technology. Everything's 100 years away. It's a like a, when a contract says two say. weeks. Is it right. possible, Dr. Kaku, hi, this is Paul Hoggis. Is it possible that when you get like a really young universe, that like an older universe could go inside of it? Oh, uh, well, yeah, in the sense <laughs> that if our universe collapses into a big crunch, then maybe it'll disappear into another universe. However, the latest. Yeah, experimental data indicates that we're going to have a big freeze rather than a oh freeze. a Patrice no big freeze big... oh wow put your mittens on <laughs> that's crazy hey can we ask you about the 3D printers we just learned about them yeah. a little bit uh, yeah, right in the last week or so uh, where's this technology going well ultimately maybe within a hundred years it'll another hundred years you yeah. can't say a hundred years for everything yeah, exactly. about I think years. he's saying a hundred years because he's gonna be dead right and, and he don't give a shit so a hundred is the same as a million it don't give a that shit sounds like it sounds good. something phys yeah they just they just say a hundred years the goal of the 3d printer is to get a replicator yes star trek Right. That's the goal. In fact, I had my face replicated in 3D by such a device for, ah, for the Science Channel. Sounds frightening. Yeah, did you, did you see it and go, hi, I'm me. Oh, hi. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's and scary. It, it took about 20 minutes to create a carbon copy of my face in three dimensions uh, made out of plastic using a 3D printer. They scanned my face with a laser beam and then using plastic created it's a 3D expressive. image of my face. <laughs> George Lucas did that shit. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Industrial in the future, magic. instead of using plastic, we'll use flesh. 
about like, 100 they, years. They can, we can already put cells inside a laser printer, a, a dot matrix printer, and shoot out cells instead of ink so, and create heart tissue this way. That's crazy. How long do you think it'll take to get that technology where we can actually maybe use it? Uh, well, the technology exists already by which we can create heart tissue. That's already been done at Wake Forest University in North Carolina. So how long until we really held a school together? About, about 100 years? We are replicators like Star Trek. Do you, yeah. do you think, Dr. Kaku, it's possible? I've often theorized this. that If once we learn how to bend space-time and things of that nature and go through wormholes, is it possible once you can upload somebody on a computer, you could just zap them there and print them out? I think I asked you that, but do you, it's not physically impossible that you could just... You, a computer could see exactly... In a hundred years, motherfucker, he said that! But then we oh. could just zap a person, like, just go... Who's, yeah. who's talking, by the yeah, way? Jim Norton, Dr. Kaku. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? I, I have yet to see a law of physics that prevents that capability. Yeah. Yeah, see, you're a physics guy, so unless there's a law of physics that says something can't be done, you will assume that in time... It right. can be done. It can be done. Yes. And that time would be probably about 100. And time travel is definitely not possible, right? Yes. Uh, no, there's a theory of time travel that's being looked at very seriously. Mm. To go in the past or go into the future? I can't imagine you can go in the past. That has no, no, to be no, no. impossible. Uh, there are there are hundreds of solutions of Einstein's equations which take you to the past. And uh, if you have something called negative energy, then you could actually hold the gateway open. So basically, Patrice is a time-traveling vessel. <laughs> Because <laughs> he said that you have negative energy. Oh, you fucking douche! <laughs> that was a good one. Now, good one. here's the here's here's my last question. Absolutely, my last question. Yeah, we got to get if, going. I, if yeah. if say you're the Tupac of physics, physics, who's the biggie of physics? Who's either your counterpart that you respect a, a lot, or your counterpart that you go, this guy is just it's ridiculous. Bill Tetley. Or like, who's the big kahuna out there? Yeah, who, uh, in your, in your estimation, or, you know, if you're the big kahuna, say you, but who's the guy yeah, who's that, the, that I should Google to, to that, you know, either... The guy you or, look up to, like a yeah. Dr. Chipperson or... In, in string theory, uh, which is, you know, what I do for a living, uh, one of the great engines of string theory that generates a lot of ideas is a guy named Ed Witten at the Institute for Advanced Study at Princeton, where Einstein works. So um, he's a guy that likes to keep a low profile, but he's he's basically uh, one of the big engines that drives the whole theory forward. Hmm. Is string theory looking like it's real, or is it, uh, some people say it's a bunch of bunk? Pardon my French. Uh, no, we're, we're, we're in the process of testing the periphery of it with a large hadron collider. Next year, it'll be zapped up to full power, and we'll be able to hopefully create particles. Particles are higher vibrations of the string. So the people who say that you cannot test string theory simply don't know anything about string theory. If you see a, if you see a string, like let's just say there's silly. string theory, is it possible to cut one of those strings in half? Uh, yeah, we think that ordinary atoms are made out of vibrating strings. Every time you split an atom, uh, you're splitting a string. So isn't a vibrating string made up of something smaller? If you can cut it in half, isn't there something that makes up a vibrating string which is smaller? Uh, yeah, but uh, every time you cut a string, you get another string. So yeah. the unit of strings is the smallest you can get. Oh, so if you oh. cut Jim Norton in half, will both of those halves live? Like a mollusk? <laughs> Barely. I like think. a jellyfish. Like some kind of jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs>
A slug. All right. Hey, Dr. Cocker, what are we promoting today, sir? Uh, the universe. Well, I've, I've just been off my uh, book tour, Physics of the Future, hit number six on the New York Times bestseller list. Oh, congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Happy ending to number four. Ah. A lot of people are, are curious about the future, and I've interviewed over 300 of the world's top scientists for that book. Yeah. So uh, well, one of a lot them. of people want to know what, what's in the laboratory, what's being done mm -hmm. that will change their lives. Who's your favorite comedian? Uh, favorite comedian? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I don't think I have one. <laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> Michael laugh. Richards. The only laugh that he does is when it's an uncomfortable moment. <laughs> yeah, he kind of just goes... <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> you don't, yeah. you don't uh, watch uh, comedians there, Dr. Kaku? We have a few on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the people on maybe the people on uh, Oppie and Anthony. Yes. Have you heard of uh, <laughs> Oppie? I love him. Have you heard of Jim Norton? Jim Norton. Uh, well, I have now. There yeah. you go. All right. Hey, that's nice. Well, next time, well, maybe, maybe next time him. he'll recognize you. You've met a few times. Uh, Do you laugh at Stephen Hawking? When y'all meet up, you just go, <laughs> look at you, stupid. Uh, I can't hear. What was the question? I missed. It was a Stephen Hawking thing. Uh, <laughs> You just want to smack feel, his dumb straw out of his mouth? Yeah, you feel sorry for him? <laughs> no, oh. no uh, he's lost control over everything except his um, blinking muscles and wow. his, it's important. Uh, facial muscles. Eventually, I think, we may actually hook up an uh, electrode to his brain directly and hook his brain to a computer. Uh, this has been suggested seriously. It's just an experiment. Oh, he's, he's done. He's like done in terms of no. He, he's still blinking his shit out. Yeah, but he's, I'm saying he's oh he's still he's still blinking his shit thinking. out. He's still thinking. He's still thinking as smart as he ever thought. Mm. His body yeah, just his went kablooey. His brain is very active, except that he has lost control over his muscles. Yeah, he's not. He can't but pop lock. With, with a stroke victims, we've already done that. We've always hooked up the brain of a stroke victim directly to a laptop. They can now surf the web. It's great. Half the laptop works. They can uh, emails, write emails, answer emails. They can do anything you can do on a computer, and it's totally paralyzed. You can send an email to like Ethel at com. Yes, I think I think um, you yeah. could. That's yeah. fucked up. What well, he just think, said. I think Stephen Hawking's brain is perfectly normal. Yeah. Uh, his brain is. Sure. But he has ever. no more theories anymore. Like he can't because you can't. How do you get blink him out? out of no, sure he can. He's blinking shit. No, he still. has theories, but yeah. there's no more that's going to be. What if he's trying to blink out a number like three million two hundred eighteen thousand, but he has to start over? It's going to take a while. Now it's, it's a tremendous problem that he has. He can't use his hands to use a pencil to catch. Jimmy can't either when he acts. Uh, <laughs> it's I terrible. know. Shit. Without using your hands, man. Yeah. It's like, oof. Uh, well, Dr. Cocker, thank, thank you, you much. so much. Okay. Yes. For, always a pleasure, uh, always sir. A pleasure. Always, always a pleasure. Always very insightful. Uh, thank you so much, sir. Yes. Uh, okay, bye. 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 We'll talk soon. Dr. Oh, Kaku. Okay. Ah! Uh, I was I'll writing. I was writing notes to Patrice. Uh, Jim has met Dr. Kaku. Oh, they live God. in the same building. They've it's, been in the uh, same elevator, and he's still. And he goes, Jimmy he says hello to him all the time. I don't mind. I'll see him, and I'll see him again, and, I, and he just gets frightened when you're like, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> oh, he goes, ah, he's such a. He's a skittish. It's weird to be. I can't imagine being so physically unimpressive. To, that he just don't remember you he ever. Does not remember you. But and I know Norton, that side of Norton, his brain just doesn't work. Norton wants to believe that he does it with everybody, but he no. don't. But no. does he not remember you either? He doesn't he, remember. I don't think he remembers ever Oppie. being on the show. Oppie. Oppie. No, I like. Well, the, I, I like the idea certainly, but I live right next to Jimmy, and I see him all the time, and I say, "Hey, Opie from Opie and Anthony," and he but does Patrice. this clueless, weird thing and r runs away. <laughs> he, he's not wrong. No, no, no. He's not wrong. I like your theory, Patrice. He's it, not it's, wrong. It's, I would like to think that's what's going on. I here, have but. met the same people forty times who always 
put their hand out and introduce themselves, I really do not leave a lasting impression. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the, the way uh, I would be uh, flattered, he calls you Oppie, and Oppie. that's uh, like Oppenheimer, who was uh, sure. you know, the father physicist? of the atomic bomb there. Uh, that's probably why he thinks Oppie instead of uh, Oh, yeah, Opie. He, does, he has no clue. <laughs> Oppie would be silly. <laughs> he, he has no clue. Norton just is not, you know. No. He said, I like, this is I, Jim Norton. He said, uh, this is Jim yeah. Norton four times yeah. in the same conversation, uh, and there was no uh, recognition. On my tombstone, it's just going to say, here lies Jim Norton, remarkably forgettable. Aw. Yeah, because you see, he's saying Jim Norton, and he's talking is, about is mega, he metaphysics and... Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Metaphysics and everything. I metaphysics just... too. I was like, how you doing? It's a high chip. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Nor is just a, a living bowl of grits with no butter on it. <laughs> no salt, nothing. Yeah, just... your grits. Why don't you kiss my grits? Fucking Kaku we... just doesn't pay me. We got a break. He's so poor he can't pay attention. We have to at this point. Oh, oh shit, It's not even really? a choice. I'll just keep schooling you. Uh, Big Mama Prods is in studio. That's Patrice O'Neill. Stress Factory this weekend, tonight and Saturday, or tomorrow, obviously. Tonight <laughs> and tomorrow. 732-545-HA-HA. <laughs> -ha. These tickets should sell out, right? So they should call ahead. Yeah, they should yeah, start fucking call calling, call man. Hands if you're oh, call ahead. Patrice O'Neill at the Stress Factory uh, tonight and tomorrow. <laughs> when we what get back, Vinny out? said hi. By the way, what? Vinny. Fuck Vinny fuck and his fuck stupid him. chicken wings. Fuck him. Fuck him. Now he's got good food there too. Actually, he he runs a nice joint. Uh, Chris Cornell next. Stay there. Hey, we're waiting for Chris Cornell to enter the studio. Traffic, right? He's stuck in traffic. Is he? I'm really psyched that he's doing some solo stuff. You're on. Oh, maybe my thanks. You're, 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 oh, okay, my thing. My on. headphones were off. Oh. It was like the old dream I have. Does Dr. Kaku drive? <laughs> molesting me. Does Dr. Kaku drive you nuts like he drives me nuts? No, not at all. Just that socially, he's just not there. I don't mind because his mind. It's not like he's thinking of nothing. What he's thinking of is so much more interesting on a real level than what we're thinking of. Like you said, he's looking at pictures to figure out where time started, and yeah. we want to discuss maybe a Seinfeld episode with the guy. But he understands that. Like, we could talk about it in theory, yeah. like dumbbells, but he when he thinks about the universe being on a bubble and, like, Patrice's mind can't wrap around that, his mind can. Right. And he can think about, like, different dimensions. And he, like, I think, like, wow, that's cool. But he really knows what that means. When you what, say yeah. it's on, what, what does he hear when he's uh, listening to us talk back to him? Oh, the same, God. the sound you hear when your dog farts. <laughs> you think? Yeah, of course. I think it's like so. He's just being cicadas. polite. Yeah. He hears cicadas. He's being polite. Yeah. He, I, but, but I mean, that guy Ed that he talked to, who, who he likes in Princeton. When he talks to him, he doesn't talk about like a bubble bath or cookie people. No, it's, right. It's very. Yeah. He, he calls him, and it's interesting to him to talk to Ed. You think they just laugh over? They, they have a good chuckle. I don't know what makes them laugh. Oh my! I ate. I had a sandwich today. It tasted like it came through the collider. They probably crack uh, up. Uh, uh, collider uh, jokes. How could that happen, right? Uh, Patrice O'Neill's here. Stress Factory tonight and tomorrow. We're gonna Go. sell. We're gonna sell that yeah. shit out, right? Right, people. Go. Stressfactory.com or seven three two five four five. Ha ha. And Patrice fun, also will not be appearing in Tampa with me the 29th through October first oh, at not? the Improv. Why wouldn't he? Because be he there? has other gigs. Ah. That would be cool. And I'm coming to Pittsburgh October 20th through the 22nd as well. Cool. So those are my two dates. And I'm right. trying to book one in Jersey. It's all about me booking stuff. Does Chris Cornell realize we want to start our weekends? He's probably stuck in bumper to bumper. He's on his way up. Oh, he's on his way up? Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm going to take off. Why don't you what? stay? What? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Should I stay? Yeah, why don't you stay? We just yeah, wanted to sit in here and film. You okay. just want us to say, please stay? No, we'd like I, thought, to I thought that Chris Cornell would sit here. You're welcome, and to I stay. wouldn't have much to add. No, no, no. Yeah, you would. 
You would have your point. Nah, you can stay there. Believe me, you'll. I know Black Hole Sun. You'll, yes. that. you'll be able to come up with like shit. That. He's he's kind of a, a regular cool guy. Okay, yeah. fair Chris Cornell's right. really cool. He's, he's, you know me, I don't like to cause trouble. Oh, oh please. Oh, are you feeling like you <laughs> just you, might? Uh, Is that what's going on here? No, no, no. You feeling itchy? You feeling, you feeling it. itchy? I'm trying to become. I know that black anger is good for the soul, but what's under Sway's black hat? happiness? Happiness is good for what's the, under for the pockets. Hat? What's under Sway's hat? Does he ever take that off? No. A lot of hair. Is that a lot of dreads on there? Dandruff that? and positivity. <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't Sway come in and say uh, hi yet? Because he doesn't he broadcast like next door. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, Sway is pro-black. Is he is like he? militant? No, no, no. Nah. Sway's Sway's we'll get along. Sway's cool. He just, we'll he get just, along. You know. Sway's a good guy. Sway! He's talking to somebody. Probably about making love. What's up, Sway? <laughs> he doesn't want to say hi. Yeah, he has no interest. Come in and say hi. Sway, we, Sway, what's up, man? We just want to say hi to our neighbors. How you doing? I've never really got to official so advice. Let's be, be, honest, be honest, Sway. Tell, tell the white people. You're not interested. I'm here, but it's just... Patrice is like, you're not interested. We live right across the street. No, no, See? you know... Uh, There's a train track in between you know, your studio and ours. I know, right? I've never just be honest, Sway. Just be honest. You can be honest. It's time to repent. White question like, hey, what's under the hat? I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> what's, under, what's under white hats? Uh, <laughs> Fucking head hair. What's under the hat? Nah, because I know him, so they just know. But... Patrice doesn't think you like us. I know he, he gets a feeling. I don't know. He, he always feeling. says that because he thinks black people just don't like us. Yeah, which is not true. I think as a black person, be honest, way when mm -hmm. you look at him, immediately you can't like him. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing at Jim North. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have any desire to meet him. I would. I would. There you go. That's yeah. why he hasn't yeah. come in yeah. here. Yeah. You work but, across. It's just like yeah, me and my Chinese on, neighbors. No but once you get to know me, I'm I'm a lot of fun. You're all right, man. Yeah, take take it over there and shit. I guess we're on the air. We never really met. No, we didn't. Yeah, all You know, Sway. You're seeing Sway from MTV. What's up, man? Said, Hell yeah. You guys, Chris, Chris Cornell. See, that dude looks scary, man. You know, that's Chris, Chris Cornell. Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> that dude. That's Chris Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got to go back to work. All right, Sway. Oh, damn. All right. We just wanted to meet you. Sway, we wanted to finally, you know, just break the ice and say hi, you know? Absolutely. We'll never talk again, but at least we said hi. But at least we could do that, like, smile, kind of nod, hey, in the hallway. Absolutely. You guys are legends to me, man. I've been following you for a long time. We've seen you on MTV for many, many years now. Absolutely. Now I'm going shave for a five. I know. You're right there. We're family. Let's do something One door away. We'll do something together. You guys come over there. I'll come over here. Yeah, yeah. We bring our guns. All right. <laughs> what happened? to go over there. I got beat up. What happened? No, no it's fine. fine. No, they're totally fine. They're racist. No, we're no. not racist. We're not wow. racist at all. You, you, but, excuse me, you interrupted. Go, go ahead. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, he interrupted. <laughs> no, all right, Sway. Thank you. Take it easy, Sway. Uh, wow, Chris Cornell taking up Chris Cornell's time. Is, uh, I'm sorry, Chris. In the studio <laughs> now. Goddamn. Chris, I, I got to start. We uh, earlier in the show we played the keeper before yeah. you got here. That's excellent. And fucking love the song. Thank you. Uh, me and Ann always talk about when you slow it down, you have just the most amazing voice. Thank you. And it's good to hear that. Yeah, there's like two, there's two, you know, two two things there. You could either get the holy shit, Chris Cornell, like really fucking getting the range and screaming and, and sounding amazing, and that. But you could take it down and do a, a real soft song that uh, is just really the, shows off your yeah. voice too, man. Touch, you, yeah. Touching, quite touching. I think there's a compliment in there somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a little weird, right? In there too. I know. It's not, I know, it's not your fault. I, I don't know what I'm I saying. It's together. something that I, I have done. I saw Soundgarden. in my life. That, you know, <laughs> no, nobody really knows. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But 
Um, I don't. I just like music. So what you know, whatever I like, I want to kind of go do right. sometimes. So. Do you like Johnny Cash's cover? I mean, I love his cover of uh, Rusty Cage. When you first heard that, did you like that? Yeah, I did. You did. I, baffled me a little the, <laughs> the the concept, but I learned a lot, which was. You can, you know, take any song and kind of do whatever you want with it. And if it's a good song, it'll work out. And and uh, it, he just took Rusty Cage, a Soundgarden song, which was this crazy against the wall riff, and then they just rearranged it so it went. And then he sang Rusty Cage over it. It was Johnny Cash. It was great. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. yeah. He went. Dum, 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 dum. It's, it's like, wow. Which is really a stretch for Johnny Cash. Yeah. yeah. That's that whole thing. Johnny Cash. Does Johnny Cash <laughs> but he turned me on to the song from Soundgarden. Like, I heard Johnny Cash's first. Oh, really? And then, then he got into Soundgarden. Really? Yeah. Yes. That's an odd thing. I'm very That's anal about rock. I listen to Sabbath and Kiss. I feel everything. disloyal if I like anything else. Really? I'm a complete creep. He's obsessed with Sabbath. True. Yeah, I'm stuck in the 70s. But I, uh, you know, I got um, messages from people <coughs> after Johnny Cash did the Rusty Cage, uh, telling me that uh, how great the lyrics were, and they never said that when they heard my version. It was wow. Johnny Cash sort of. I think you listen to him more, and he sold those words more than I did somehow. I wonder why that is. That. I don't know, but you know, yeah. even when you, if you, I met him one time, and it, I was it was terrifying. It's the only time I've really been scared to talk to another human being, and and when he spoke. Like the ground vibrated around you a little bit because his voice was really low, and and uh, he was just a, a super intense guy. But some people have that mm. ability when they sing; you just you stop and pay attention to what yeah. you're saying. How how is it uh, uh, out out with Soundgarden? Everything fine? Great. And, yeah, yeah. We, oh, we had a blast. I went to the Jersey show. Fucking amazing! Thank you. It was. It was it, it, it's fun. It's really fun. Really yeah, loud, a, still, man. Yeah, <laughs> really, loud, really loud still. That's Holy good though, because sometimes you see bands and they, when they get back together again, and, and it's like, fuck, man, you know, yeah. I remembered this when it was loud. Oh, they like to, and keep now it I can loud. talk to the person next to me. Yeah. No, it's not like that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you're, you're not having conversations when no. you go to a Soundgarden show. That would be weird, almost. I think if you could hear anybody speak, yeah, that, yeah, that happens sometimes. It sucked. I went to see like years, and this is years ago. I went to see Blue Oyster Cult when they got back together, and I, I was able to lean over to my friend and go, "Yeah, this is ME two sixty two. I'm glad they're doing this one." And you're like, I, "You never would have, your nose would have turned bled. that shit up, right?" Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. what I like, though. Still, yeah, Soundgarden. You're gonna hear the 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 volume. Uh, the the guys are all all into it and shit, right? Yeah, and yeah. We're, we're all having a great time. We tried to actually, you know, in the interest of not murdering our ears and getting tinnitus, <laughs> yeah. and we tried to back off the volume a little bit this time. We were talking, you know, we were rehearsing a lower volume. Try that out, and just everybody sort of reaches and turns up slowly at different right. times across the yeah, stage yeah. and then that yeah, starts playing louder and then at some point <laughs> usually you see was. the first person you usually see is the guitarist to go over and go like doo, doo, doo. Just, just a touch bit. to get his lead up a little bit yeah. and then the bass player is like well, yeah, well bottom end is gone let me go yeah. up here and, and then the drum is fucking just pounded to try to play a little louder and uh, chris is screaming yeah, and after <laughs> 10 a little bit you know it's before uh, you know it yeah are you your shot supposed to be no, my ears are pretty good, but uh, yeah. after some of these shows uh, in the summer, I definitely was hearing bells. And oh, you don't do the plugs? No, so I, I do the hair sometimes, but I don't. You know. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. The uh, you don't hear that. Whoosh. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> that whistly sound, man. Yeah. Oh. Or sometimes just a. Ee 
uh, in the middle of the night wakes me up. Do you, <laughs> it goes away. Do you have to? It does, in a while it does. Do you have to go to sleep with like something on, like a no. TV or? Thank no. God. That, I hope that doesn't happen. I have yeah. friends that do that. It's yeah, not, like you just because you, you, you have to have a fan or something. Yes, yeah, something. Someone in the room telling you you rule. Oh, that's stunk. No, what's, it was kind of cute. Uh, what's the solo tour all about? What are we going to hear? Um, I don't know. I don't. I usually don't do set lists for that. Oh, you just but it, you like whatever I want from any. You period. just kind of make it up as you go. Yeah. It's, you never I get mean, somebody acoustic. yelling, you know, do Stonehenge. Yeah, I do. Yeah. If, if you yell it, I'll probably try it. <laughs> Give it a whirl. That's yeah. sort of part of what's fun about it. Because with a band, you, especially a loud band, it's hard to communicate. And, yeah. you know, let's do this song because someone brought a sign, that kind of thing. Right. Like, when I'm alone, I can just do it. What what um, what songs have you tried? Um, the Well, songs that I haven't ever really tried to play acoustically i've tried before i remember someone yelled out fourth of july from a Soundgarden song which is sort of ridiculous to even try on an acoustic <laughs> and i started to try to bang that out and sing it was and then you know the pe people usually will come up with with just dumb ideas like you know if it's an acoustic guitar they'll be screaming jesus christ pose i don't know if you think they're <laughs> yeah, being funny or, or whatever but it sounds a little like bluegrass, though, if you, put, if you, play <laughs> you try to play it on a good thing. I, I really think it's just people hoping, you know, maybe, please yeah. play that. And it's like, no, yeah, they dude, just want to hear it. And they think maybe you can make it sound like, like you know, it's, without any drums. Virtually or, impossible. Yeah, I guess you don't understand not, how hard that you is to do, not right? do that. What kind of covers do you do? I guess what I was asking, too. Oh, um, I don't know anything I can think of. When yeah. I was in Jersey, I did a couple Springsteen songs. Mm -hmm. That went over good. It always does. It does. You know, you're in Jersey, you play Springsteen, it works. Yeah, you're pretty safe. Yeah. That's a safe <laughs> bet with, uh, with that one. Do you Did remember that... seeing Anthony in uh, California? <laughs> You're an ass. I'm making sure he remembers. Oh, at the at the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, at, yeah. The, uh, at the Beverly yeah. Hills. That yeah, was good. You were getting your house painted. That's what, no. I think my house flooded. Oh, it was something. Yeah, something. You were getting it fixed or something. Yeah. But it was kind of cool because, like, like you know, everybody sees Chris on stage, fucking epitome of the rock star, and uh, and he's there, you know. Same with his kids, like, hey, don't splash over there. <laughs> it's like seeing the dad, Chris Cornell, was kind of an odd, out of place, but very cool thing. Because you come, you came across, I don't know, you know, you could be the worst father in the world, but you came across as a great dad, like, oh, like really you. attentive and stuff. But it was the weirdest thing to see in real life. It was completely out of context, you know. Hey, yeah, oh yeah, look, I'll. He's swimming over there. They're riding on his back, and it's like, hey, hey it's being a father, a black hole son guy. Did, yeah. the, did yeah, the kids like, ask who he was? Like, who's the man with no shirt and a beer in each hand talking <laughs> way too loud for this hotel? All right, shut up. I, I, I do like that cabana service over there. Yeah. That is very, very nice. No, I, uh, <laughs> did you, uh, did, uh, did somebody, I read on something. Did you, um, you get, did you stop drinking in like 2000 or something? I think it was 2002. Was there one of those big the, the, reasons, or just kind of a bad? Let me. You know. I don't remember any of the reasons. That's probably why. About, about, about the f five or six surrounding years, to be honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Maybe that. But was I'm glad it. I stopped drinking. Like I'm, I'm. Uh, I feel like I, I get a lot more done. Were you Were you afraid creatively? Like uh, no, I was never anyone that could, I could never write anything. Uh, um, 
drunk or high on it. It's never worked. Really? I would try, but it would be awful. Like if I, especially if I wrote lyrics and and then you know the next morning would read it, I would immediately burn it. I didn't want anyone to ever even see it. Um, wow. Oh yeah, I was horrible at that. Because some people are really good at that, and then you know. No, I've heard that story, but well, I remember I was in rehab, and there were there were people saying, "So it's, you know, it's going to be very difficult for you to transition into being creative when you're not loaded." And I, and I said, "No, not for me. Um, coffee was the only thing that ever worked for me, which still works." Oh, coffee. for writing, coffee. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Coffee rules. I, I when, when I would drink, I think creatively, the the best thing I could do was, you know, kind of get into those long, really bad blues jams. <laughs> drunken just, guys get into it. Never it's the only ends. time you can really put up with that and have the attention span for it, um, which is really depressing. So that yeah, you know, that's all over. Um, can you sit down and say, "I'm going to write right now. I need to write," or does it just kind of like you wake up at three in the morning with lyrics or 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 uh, a riff. Or I think yeah. both those things happen, um, and probably to anybody that that writes anything, probably both those things happen. At some point, you'll end up in a position where you have to sit down and and you have no ideas and you got to write something. And it's like God, I told these people this would be ready, you know. And oh, like a deadline or something. That's got to be a little like, bit of pressure, you know, yeah. Like in a, with a band. Um, like working with Soundgarden, there's there's a lot of co-writing scenarios where, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna take your song home and work on it, and then come back and we'll have something. Mm. And you know, it's a, you can't necessarily wait for lightning to strike. I always feel like that's the best way to go, though. Just wait around until I just until pop in something. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, with the, with the keeper, was was that written specifically for the movie? Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's the movie? Uh, Machine Gun uh, Preacher? Machine Gun right. Preacher, yeah. Machine Gun Preacher. So it, do you find that harder to uh, write something on a subject like, here's a movie, hey, write this? Because like I, I told you last time you were on, the uh, the Casino Royale uh, opening theme is, is fantastic. Uh, I, I love it as just a regular song, not even as a, a movie theme. Well, thank you. Is it harder to, to say, hey, here's a movie, here's what the movie's about? Or, Well, I guess, you know, with the... With a, an entire film, you know, and a script and a story, like, something like The Keeper, where um, it's based on um, the machine gun preacher who's a real guy and it's his real life and the scope of his life is really crazy. And, uh, you know, he's like, he goes from meth head biker to born again Christian to guy that, that uh, builds an orphanage in like a, a demilitarized zone in, in uh, South Sudan and he likes to shoot people but, he, but he's a humanitarian and like there's a lot to go on to write a song with <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of true <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of material there but it's also not like a, it's it's for a film it's a it's a collaboration with people making a movie and a screenwriter and and so that I can't just do whatever I want and so they do have input fit. on the song itself well I get pretty lucky most of the time when I've been in situations like that, um, I'm good enough. They to, just uh, like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they just like it. Uh, well, I've also had the other where, we, yeah, I'm not sure if that works. Or I'm not sure if we like it. But the, the, usually things just go well. Um, yeah, I think if you try, <laughs> you, you really, you, you know, just give it a try. whirl. Yeah, just try to do a good job, and it usually works out. Do they like, tell you if they uh, want it to be acoustic or heavy, or they just kind of leave all that up to you? Pretty much left all that up to me on this. And and with Machine Gun Preacher, it was hard because the uh, there's sort of like this period of of uh, earlier in his life that's kind of like bi maybe biker rock 70s and then um, then there, 
I could have approached it from a gospel-oriented thing when he when he's sort of becoming this preacher. But then the, um, there's African music, uh, Sudanese choir. There's hip hop, and um, there's all these different uh, periods in the story where different kinds of music could fit in. And somehow or another, I ended up with just a acoustic guitar and singing i'm not really sure how that <laughs> you look at everything and go has just too much shit here let me grab a guitar <laughs> are you actually sing, singing the movie plot or no you're not singing about them are you singing something that th fits it thematically or actually what yeah, goes my on approach in the movie? was like uh, be, because you know i don't know what it's like to to be uh one of the children that the story's about or the or uh, uh the sam childers and and you know i'm not him so i didn't have those experiences so i ended up kind of approaching it like what if what if Sam Childers were Woody Guthrie and he was writing a song about this situation and the and the plight of these kids and his dedication to to uh, risking his life to just make sure they're safe? And that's where the idea came from. Yeah, because that, that that to me is the, is the hard part is capture. Cause I know I would just I'm not a songwriter, but I know I would just write like, scene by scene and just you know your song make it all hacky. Oh, and then the man stupid. got on the plane, you know. Just <laughs> your song, <laughs> your song would be, be ninety minutes long. Oh, yeah. It would be it would awful. be literal dialogue from the movie. Right. Yes. Every single. And he ducked in. I thought he was shot, but he was fine. It would be like this stinks. Yeah, you, were, uh, you, you were you uh, were I guess a big part of the uh, the Pearl Jam movie. He's in the documentary. Uh, yeah. In the in the uh, documentary, yeah, uh, Cameron Crow uh, film, yeah, yeah, which, about the which program is, was great. He did a, he did a, an amazing job, and it's um, it, it's it's a great it's a great documentary for fans because I feel like you know you really kind of get to see behind the curtain a little bit, and, and mm. everybody's personality comes across very genuine, and and then it's a Cameron Crow film, which he's he's a guy that was a music journalist from the time he was. I don't know, fifteen yeah, or fourteen, mm -hmm. um, and then be, so he was interviewing Led Zeppelin when he was fifteen, and then he became an accomplished movie maker. So you put those two things together, and it, it, it it's really an entertaining film. It's great. Yeah, our own Travis here is a, a giant uh, Pearl Jam fan, so mm -hmm. he won't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> Got a lot of Pearl Jam second. fans here. No, I know. It's I uh, fucking love Pearl Jam. It's amazing. You I know, can't wait to see this thing. You should, you should actually show Chris the Mexican guy or the Chilean guy. Did you see the Chilean guy yet? Have you seen this Chilean wanna, guy that sings? Someone get on the. It's really quick. Uh -uh. He does yell lead better. Well, oh, really? Travis, you gotta, I thought you, I saw Travis. Even for 30 seconds, you guys see it. It's this. ridiculous. It's a show called. Uh, my, nom my name is, but it's in. Uh, mi nombre es. Yeah, mi, no of, mi nombre es out of Chile. Out of Chile. And they get these people and they dress up. Uh, as much as they can, uh, as as uh, somebody a singer, mm -hmm. and, and they get up and sing as best they can in the style of, and most of them are pretty goofy and they can't they're, speak English, so they're just speaking phonetically. A bunch mm -hmm. of them are ver they're off, you could tell. And yeah. this guy's yeah, yeah. like, "Miyama es Eddie Vedder," right? And, mm -hmm. and he starts singing, and I was like, at first, I swear to you, I was like, Wait, "No, this Where's is bullshit." The goof? They, they fucking yeah. They like overdub this yeah. thing on here. Here he is. You got a headphones. He needs some ears. My nombre is Eddie Vedder. Eddie, Eddie Vedder. Oh, it's like a sort of a contest, too. Yeah. I thought he was lying. <laughs> oh, my God, that's pretty amazing. I swear, I thought they, they were... And they're sitting listening and getting ready to judge it. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
That'll be worth doing at an actual Pearl Jam show just for a minute. Yeah, yeah I know, just have them right? Come out and just see everybody look confused and upset. <laughs> and upset. <laughs> the guy is doing an amazing job. That's yeah, pretty crazy. And this is what they'll do if Eddie Vedder leaves Pearl Jam. They'll just fucking cart this guy out the way they did in Journey. <laughs> Journey. Yeah, yeah, you can hit it. Yeah, so. That's just. Uh, Isn't that wild? When I first saw it, I was like, "Come on, they they friggin' they overdubbed some or something. some goofy guy found this show clip and popped friggin' right. uh, Pearl Jam on top of it." You, but, uh, you ever find anyone that does you real well, Chris? No, you know I've had people send me stuff. Hey, um, Chris, I sound just like yeah, you. Yeah, check it out. Do you? There'll be like a just a moment, you know, where where I kind of hear it, but most of the time I don't, mm -hmm. I don't hear it. Well, over the years, you gotta realize, you know, without the the pat on your own back, that you you got a pretty good voice, uh, good range. <laughs> I think I do a lot of stuff, so it's hard. Uh, I remember Timmy C from Rage used to say that uh, he didn't really know where home base was for my for my voice. Like, there's no real. Yeah, like, like if you're oh, writing, that's what he does all the time. Yeah. Or and if you're writing for your range, yeah, yeah. kind of. And that, I think that comes from from songwriting. Whatever it is, I just kind of want to hear the singer that's going to sound right, you know. And and so I never paid much attention to range. Yeah, uh, it would be like, oh, I want to hear that <laughs> melody, and it would be whatever key the song was in, and then and then that would just be it. So many singers want to like punch you in the face right now that you you just say that like i never thought about range right like some I, people I are just really like i'd love key, to be able yeah. to hit that note and it's just like nah he could just hit it not from that the, there's on the job training though. like the several years of um you know like the early years of soundgarden we, we joined uh, started in 1984 jesus so it was a while of, of really being in a band and playing shows and doing it um i definitely i had very Little range when I really, yeah, he you were able to four. crank Holy it up. Shit. Man, that is uh, that is amazing. And then over the years, how do you how do you take care of it? Do you, do you have to? Um, well, it helps not to drink and smoke. Oh, well, that makes it easier, <laughs> does it? Other yeah. than that, yeah, it's all the obvious things, really. It's just the obvious yeah. things, you know. You can't drink like a fish, smoke cigarettes or weed, or yeah, and you can a little bit, but like a lot doesn't work. Yeah, um, but uh, for, for much, really. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do. You can shoot pool or play shuffleboard. <laughs> you can get Dark, those things done. Do a, do a lot of sports. <laughs> when you're uh, when you're in a band and you're out doing solo stuff, do other band members get resentful? Like uh, it, whoever's out doing the solo stuff, whether it's a singer or the guitarist, do they start to feel like almost like you're leaving the relationship to do this. Well, uh, with Soundgarden, everybody always did stuff. Um, I mean. We, Matt and I did Temple of the Dog in 1990, and and um, you know that, that I think that was sort of a testament to just the the trust that we had inside of the band um, that it's okay to to go out and do other stuff um, and know that you're kind of safe in 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 your band and everyone's secure and in, in the fact that this is what everybody uh, you know is the, is dedicated to all the time. Is there ever a time where the band wants to do something, but you're like, "Oh, I know the solo stuff's booked. I can't. Uh, I can't." Not really. You try to work it out. I Not really. Yeah. Right. Not really. It, it, I think at this stage of of uh, being in Soundgarden, it's kind of good that everybody's doing other things because a break is healthy. I would assume. Well, the, I I like to be really, really, really busy, and I think that um, you know to have that to have that all sort of fall on the shoulders of of 
Soundgarden probably isn't that great of a thing. Um, I think for us to be able to to do what we do with a more relaxed pace and and not have like two year projections of what our schedule is going to mm. be and and release dates before we've written any songs for yeah, a record it, right. that, that never really worked for us why didn't you guys go back to the temple of the dog thing hmm? why didn't you go back to the temple of the dog thing it was 1990 and well you um, guys had some magic there another we album were in or separate something bands that were really busy yeah <laughs> but, but there was never time in the last what it's been 20 years now to get back and try to you know to do something else with that i don't know maybe because of the fact that it, it was something for Andrew, have, it took a couple of weeks to do it, and then it was very special, and it surrounded kind of a um, a subject that was sort of important to us, um, be, being that it was a tribute to our friend yep. that died, and and I'm not sure if it necessarily would have felt natural to to like at least you know to go back and write other songs mm -hmm. or record it. It would be fun to to play shows or something and play mm -hmm. the songs more. Yeah, because we've only done it, you know, every every six years or so. Somehow, something will happen when we get together and and play. Have you noticed a big change in, in personality-wise? Because you guys were, you know, kids when uh, Soundgarden originally, and and now you're you're men, guys. Uh, have you noticed huge personality changes in in some of the guys where you're like, wow, that guy's really changed? I feel like with everybody, you know, even other guys in in Seattle bands that. I grew up with everybody's pretty similar to the way they always were. I just sort of see everyone being a little, um, a little less goofy and having more patience. I think <laughs> that's just growing up. Just growing up, up yeah, anybody, yeah, yeah. Doesn't you, necessarily have to do with you know, where you're from. I think doing solo stuff too. It's like it's got to be resentful when there's four people creatively collaborating. It's or five people. How many? It's got to be annoying to have someone's ideas always overriding yours, or the one guy with the shit idea that everybody has to politely <laughs> listen to. <laughs> At least yeah. you can go out and do it, and it gets it out of the system, so there's no one just resenting the fact that their ideas can't be, I guess, uh, made real or brought to fruition, as we say. Well, um, yeah, I think that that's sort of where side projects from bands usually come, because the people, you know, the, it's not always going to make sense that something one guy in a band is going to want to do doesn't work for the for the band and maybe it's just you know the, there's a lot of things i've done it since the beginning of soundgarden that didn't necessarily make sense for soundgarden it wouldn't it wouldn't fit and and uh i think that's where they where those side projects come from most of the time with any band you had a great song on, i don't remember the name of the song but it was on slash's record which was really good yeah it was fun oh fuck yeah yeah he, that was an amazing album did you write that or did he write that and just um, come in for it he wrote the guitar parts and i and uh, i just kind of took that and and wrote wrote to it really and and responded with emails of of mp3s <laughs> oh god just back and forth it's yeah, we were, yeah. Well, we were in the studio the day that i came in to sing it and it was a you know it was the final version of of, of the music but initially it was just a demo that he sent me via email and then i recorded over it and sent it via email back which is weird but <laughs> You know, it, it, the future. Strangely, it works. Mm. What do you do? How do you tell somebody if they're sending you ideas that are just atrocious? Like, even if it's a guy you respect and he's like, saying, "Oh no, maybe you should sing this," and you're like, Ugh. "You go dark for a really, really unreasonably long time." <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, send him back corrupted files. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, you get seven emails that are just question marks. Like, where are you? <laughs> yeah, right. And just ignore it. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you don't actually say like that was. Hard. You just actually come back with something that's better and just go. No, here's what I got. I didn't see that. Or... No, you just ignore it. <laughs> just, just ignore it. Yeah, yeah. You, when you write so much, you've written a lot of songs. Do Do you start feeling like uh, you've have you ever written anything where you've looked at and gone, hey, wait a minute, I've done that before. God. Like, I think not, I, I see I've actually, redundant. actually done stuff uh, twice where, where I'll realize this was an idea I already had, and maybe I just didn't record it. Um, but what's way worse than that is um, I'll get some melody in my head and, and think that it's really great. And then oh, realize no. it's someone else's song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to a T. Sounds yeah. good for a minute, right? And the only yeah. way, all the glitters is gold. I've heard that. This is really it's like, oh, the Beatles did this. Yeah. This is so catchy. Yeah. 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 I love it. Something it's about be great. it. I don't know yeah. what. It's like as though I've heard it before. Oh, yeah, shit, guys, I, I got it, it. I saw her standing there. Yeah, <laughs> like a virgin. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I like that. It's. I think it's a great idea. I think it might go over big. With the kids, <laughs> will you just scrap the idea, or will you like go? All right, because uh, maybe you add a little bit to it. And you don't realize that you got the basic, uh, the basic foundation from somewhere else. Will you scrap the whole idea and just go fuck it? I can't. Or will well, you just yeah, build on like, it? Yeah, if it's exact, if it is exactly something else, I think like a lot of the time you can play me in kind of any song, and I might be able to tell you two or three things that hmm. have the similar notes or are similar, right? But if that if that happens, that's okay. But if it's just one thing, you know, it's it, it's kind of a carbon copy of somebody else's song. Yeah, um, and it happens. It's I amazing how it goes. Really, oh, sorry, yeah, I haven't really heard a Soundgarden at least uh, be guilty of something like that. Uh, some, some of the quality band. control in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. going to get to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to say. Uh, that sounds exactly like blah 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 blah. Yeah, the song's never gonna make the show. They're like, no way. You play no. it and go, shit, it is. Yeah. The song's not gonna make the album. You gotta have like, people like that around you, though. Like, like yeah. Lady Gaga, who I like, mm -hmm. got a lot of shit because that one song sounded like Madonna, a lot like Madonna, mm -hmm. and nobody around her probably because she's solo said to her, "You can't do that. It sounds just like you know Madonna in a band. At least you can call each other out and go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. That's true. That's what's great about a band. There's, um, yeah. that's why. That's what creates the identity of the band. That's what that's what sort of serves the fans. You know, you can't do, you can't take hard right turns if you're in a band that's truly democratic. You know, you can't mm -hmm. go hard to the right or hard to the left because you've got a bureaucracy that is going to sort of slow that down at least a little bit. Would you guys ever work with Black Sabbath? Um, like on the road or something? That'd be great. Cool. I, obviously, I played a show with Black Sabbath in Germany, and it was unbelievable. Wow. Um, I guess that would have been like five years ago. No, Ozfest. Um, no, it was just like a ger German festival. Oh, um, and we played, and then and then they came out, and um, it, it it was really incredible. I was blown away. Um, it, everybody was great. The only thing that was a little weird was that the drummer had an actual guy crouched down beside the hi hat with, with his using his fingers to count off measures and beats. To the guy, so it, so it would be sort of one, two, and then two. So he always <laughs> kind of knew where he was. He didn't really look at the guy, but the guy was there in case he needed to look at the guy. That's really and, uh, odd. I think Bill Ward's Bill Ward. I wonder if his hearing is going a little bit. I don't know. I play with a click I, or maybe something. Just got I mean, it, it can happen, I guess, over time, where you sort of wow, you, your mind can wander 
but he didn't. <laughs> he never looked. He never seemed to need it, but the guy was there for wow. him. I don't understand what that one, two, three, like how would that help during a song? I mean, I'm not musically inclined. If you get uh, lost in, in the song, yeah, I would yeah, rather you, you just know, look like, down and, and the measure is. I don't keep know, the, but, um, the beat to the guy's fingers, and you, regardless of what you're hearing, you know you're, you're on. Were, you're doing your they part. They were so good. Um, it, it, was, it was really incredible. I mean, that, that's when you stop and go, oh, yeah, that's how you do it. That's how the real guys <laughs> Have you noticed Ozzy's voice sounds a lot better now? It's, it's weird. I think he quit drinking. He sounds like a lot healthier now than he did five years ago. Something about that. I don't know. What right. that, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you <laughs> if you if you pause and like look at certain things, I, um, I don't know. I always felt like he was just sort of uniquely him. So I've I've always liked his voice live. I always felt like he did a great job. Yeah, even when it cracks, it's it's still fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's still Ozzy. Yeah. He forgets the fucking worst over the mountain 30 seconds into the show. <laughs> Who cares? It's still great. Uh, he would do that. He would just start singing the last verse first, and nobody gave a shit. It just worked. <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, singing the right ones. You know what? Uh, it's it's 10.15. I don't want to step on uh, Ron Fez's time. Uh, Chris Cornell, new song on iTunes, I guess, uh, The Keeper, right? Yeah, um, yeah we're going to play it again. Yeah, we might as well play it's, it again. it's great. It's from uh, Machine Gun Preacher. Yep. And the dates for all the tours. He's going to be doing... Uh, uh, Carnegie Hall here in New York, uh, November the 11th. I'm sorry, November the 21st of, of this year. And uh, there's a bunch of dates, including the Borgata and uh, you know, great, Allentown. There's a Count Basie and Red Bank. Just go to chriscornell.com and, uh, and get the dates because he's playing everywhere. It's all written down here, too, on this sheet of paper, and I'm going to take it because I have no idea what my Dare, take that is. with you so you know where you're going to yeah, be. <laughs> thank you. Chris, great. thanks, man. Thank you. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. And uh, Patrice O'Neill, uh, where where you at? Stress Factory, tonight and tomorrow. Yes. There you Patrice go. Yes. O'Neill. And Jimmy? Tampa, Florida Improv, September 29th through October 1st. Pittsburgh Improv, October 20th through 22nd. I'll be in my yard with a beer. Yes. That's about it. Yeah. And, and after that, you could just put any day dash... 2011. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to leave you with Chris Cornell's song, The Keeper. Have a good week.